Hey guys, it's Sleeper Kid. Welcome back to Wrestling with Fetish. Uh, it is the 10th of December 2017, and I'm actually very uh, lucky to have not just one guest, but uh, actually a guest, a guest co-host with me tonight. On my left, uh, Jacqueline Velvets will be bouncing in and out, um, but I have uh, Nixon with Hello. us, a returning champion from way back, and. Uh, you kicked a lot of ass on that podcast. I remember that was a, there was a lot of plays on that one, so I'm glad to have you here. But you are going, yes, and you're actually going to be my my co-host because we're interviewing the one, the only Jason Ninja, hey, how you uh, doing? who drove all the way up from. Uh, wait, are you in Saint Pete? Yeah. Is it Saint Pete now? Or yeah. is it, okay. We actually Pete, live in the same Florida. neighborhood. Oh, we, we literally yeah. live I think, a minute away from each other. Yeah. Fuck, really? No, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. How often do you guys collaborate? Not uh, as often as we should, actually. Yeah, I mean, we're we, both pretty busy yeah. shooting. We hang out more off, like when we're not Yeah, yeah, we'll, we go we'll get, go get drunk stuff. more often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't shoot as much as we probably should. But, uh, right. Oh, that's okay, we still have some. I'm trying to get uh, Nixon to... Although I did weirdly get tickled by Nixon in your house today, <laughs> which was kind of weird. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was editing videos and I heard what I, I, thought was a, I thought was a conversation that just involved a lot of funny comments and then it suddenly hit me I'm like oh they're tickling the shit out I'm of me I'm funny I'm yeah. not that funny <laughs> <laughs> she, she got a rare tickle ninja clip which That's doesn't true. happen very often no. anymore well, I was very grateful for you for doing <laughs> that, so thank you yeah. you had retired from the tickling so is there a reason why is it just I don't like being tickled <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's something that blows me away. That's actually a good opening topic because like I've noticed there's I mean obviously there's certain things that we may not like that we'll endure for a video, but like tickling is such a it sucks. It's like one of those. It's not like a you know halfway there, halfway not. Like oh, you, you either really into it or you hate it. Yeah, yeah. And I've known girls and guys like that do the tickling stuff, but they're just like. Like, I can totally handle it, it's okay, I've got a grip. And then other people are like, no, I fucking hate it. But they still do it over and over and over again. And yeah. I just, I'm like, it's, it's got to be a decent page. I don't know how. I, don't know how well, I mean, it's an extremely popular fetish. And, mm -hmm. you know, I I don't judge it. I personally am not into it. Mm -hmm. um, it obviously makes a lot of people a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people love it. So. But there's a difference between, like, if someone was like, you know, sleeper kid, uh, Nixon's going to put you in the next scissors and put a little pressure on so your face turns red a little bit and you, yeah. might, you might get a little swimmy. I'll be like, you know what? I can fucking do that. That's fine. If something gets too crazy, I'll tap. Sure. Uh, but I'll do that a thousand times before I get tickled. <laughs> I just don't, like, if someone tickles me, like, I told you earlier, I'm like, you tie me down because I will fucking punch. Like, I'll just start, like, yeah, slugging. Yeah. Yeah. Most shiny bound used to be my go-to tickle guy. Because, um, you know, we're in a relationship and we live together. And mm -hmm. he did, in the beginning of our relationship, he did a couple clips for me from my domination store. And it was a little out of his realm because he runs the bondage site and he's a top. But um, he did it for me because he loved me. And then, um, <laughs> and I didn't ask him to do it very often. I forgot how soft spoken you were. I didn't ask him to do it very often because <laughs> I knew that, one, he it's not his thing, but he's extremely ticklish. Like, violently ticklish like you probably needs to be tied down but he did it because he loves me and then i got a custom and it was me raquel roper and Volgadas valora tickling him and he was tied down and that that ruined him he goes he's like never again he's <laughs> oh yeah i'm I mean, like he's like i love you that's some he's vicious like, women that you're tickling them with so. he's like i love you but I, I, please know more. I go, and then, of course, you know, I respect his limit just like he respects mine and everything. And yeah. I was like, I well, that's really understand. 
That is, that's actually a very pleasant tale. <laughs> he just said no more, and you were like, of course, I, would never I make, love you. I'm you know, like, yeah. I would never make anybody, I mean, you know, even if it's a work colleague or somebody in a relationship, really do something that they don't want to do. Very true. Just, yeah. very of true. course not, because that's unprofessional, which is wrong, but I'm not going to do that to someone I love. I mean, he wouldn't do it to me. And it's, it's like how Jason said, like, it's something that you can either really handle or you just, you know, yeah. it's not your thing. and. I remember watching someone take it. I think as I was filming for Tracy Jordan, mm. and I was just just watching it. I was like, "Man, this is fucking." I <laughs> and she was like, "She's." I don't. I couldn't tell if she was just really good at acting, like it was ticklish, or if she yeah. actually was, which I guess is a good thing. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's an intense. Uh, that's one of those fetishes that I don't. I haven't quite wrapped my head around. I anymore. don't do it anymore. I mean, no. as far as being tickled, there's a couple, you know, one or very small amount of producers, like one or two that I'll deal with. And then, you know, if a model friend or something gets a customer, like, ask me if I'll do something. Yeah. yeah, of course. But I don't do the tickle shoots like I used to in the beginning of my career because it's it's a lot of hard work. I always ended up feeling very sick afterwards. I'm very ticklish. And um, I always end up with that, like, a tickle hangover. You know, yeah. like like the headache yeah. and like the it's just you have to exert the energy to laugh and well, your whole body spasmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, intense. Yeah, I'm assuming it's, it's a lot of like hyperventilating. You know, you're, getting, yeah. you're taking a deep breaths and like maybe cutting a little bit of oxygen to your brain. So yeah. that's that could be why you feel a little uh, fucked up afterwards. And then, it's I mean I'm sure getting getting knocked out over and over again by neck scissors probably yeah. those guys. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that either. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure those guys feel it the next day. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, sure. I'm not a fan of getting knocked out and I don't recommend it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either considering what I do for a living or what they call me like yeah the people are very surprised when they find out that I don't enjoy the idea of being it's Actually, scary. Not it's fucking frightening. Like I, I, I got it done for via anesthesia, like for a, you know, mm. a, a sinus surgery, and I was just like, mm. they had to put me on like x amount of you know milligrams of Ativan just to calm my ass down. Um, um, after like after like three milligrams, or just I'm just like, all right, yeah, if I'm I didn't out. slice me open, dude, <laughs> <laughs> show me the room. I want to see the table. But um, but it's a, we are going to focus on Jason because Jason is uh, in the minority here because you you along with like maybe a few other producers are male mm-hmm. uh, that I've interviewed and so this is kind of cool uh, to have another dude. Um, we did have uh, like someone like, you know like Rick and Matty Kale oh, yeah. yeah. people like that came through and they were fucking great. Um, so you gotta you gotta measure up. Um, but <laughs> I've, uh, I don't think you're going to have a problem because as far as I've known Jason, he's, um, and we've known each other for like eight, nine years now, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, quite a while. He's been one of the most uh, interesting people I've met and like one of the most fun people to hang out with. And so it's, this is a pleasure for me because I get to introduce um, the rest of the world to you and, and vice versa. Uh, but let's do the, the thing that we usually do is to get into just how you got into the business because you've yeah. been producing now for like I think as long as I've known you. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, eight years, gone on eight years. And yeah. I think I want to structure it um, more like from the very, very beginning because I think that would be in, in your story, mm-hmm. in your case. And if you have any questions, you want to pop in, fucking nail them. Um, but uh, just going from the beginning, not so much as in like this is how I got started in uh, filming, but like my your kinks and you yeah. going up and, and then leading into that. If you don't mind telling us a bit of that story. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I remember back. Um, in my 20s uh, you know I was always interested in you know the like more physical side of you know BDSM impact play foot fetish uh, you know, trampling 
martial arts. Um, I did martial arts when I was younger. I was actually a state champion, uh, jiu-jitsu champion. Nice. And I, when I was 16, and my partner I used to train with was a girl. You know, she was, I think, a year younger than me. She's a very small girl. And uh, I remember, like, you know, coming to terms that maybe I had, I don't know what a fetish was back then. But I, I liked it when she yeah. would, like, you know, most threw me down. <laughs> you know, she, like, you know, hip threw me or shoulder threw me. And then she, you know, fuck, you know, put a foot on my face or something to try to get me to tap out, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. To, like, finish me off. And, you know, at, at first I was like, oh, this is, that hurts. You know, mm. like, but then I, because she was kind of attractive. So then I was, I was 16. I was coming into my own. And I was a late bloomer. So I was, I strangely get, like, an awkward boner about it. <laughs> you know, and then, like, she'd go to shoulder through and I hip through me you know they're gonna short throw her like hips into my groin and I'd always try to like push back because I knew I had like a heart on and like, okay, <laughs> don't do that you know <laughs> but uh yeah after a while it, yeah I started um it's like how do you manage to throw me without using his hands <laughs> yeah I was like okay but yeah so I guess I started coming to terms with it back then and then in my early 20s I was always really shy about fetish and all that and you were in Australia at this point. Yeah, and Australia is, mm-hmm. you know, not known for being a very, well, back then it wasn't known for being a very forward country when it comes to sexuality. You know, anything that's not meat and potatoes, straight up sex, yeah. you know, it's looked down upon. So it was hard for me to talk to women about what I was into. But then in my 20s, I started traveling to the US when I was like 18, 19, 20. The cesspool. Yeah, <laughs> and I started meeting girls and trying to you know explore a little more and then when i was 23 i lived over here briefly for a, i got sent over by a company i was working for and you know went to some bdsm clubs and met some people and nice yeah started kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit more and um well uh shit i was gonna ask you like how people introduced you into the idea of bdsm clubs because like even when i was younger i didn't know oh, okay well um there was some forums i used to go on when I was younger, um, a big one was Mistress Destiny's Forum, which is uh, still to this day one of the meccas for uh, Femdom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were guys I would talk to on there, you know, that would help me out, older guys that would say, hey, if you ever come to the US, you know. And there was a guy called uh, Kevin Carpet who was pretty famous in, in the community. And he invited me out with him. He said, hey, if you want to come come out with me to some clubs, I'll uh, introduce you to some girls. and yeah, I was like 23, I think. Yeah, and I uh, I went out and we had some we had a good time. And yeah, he he's you know nice guy, um, very into his fetish. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that would go out in the street and you know roll himself up in a carpet and just. Okay, I thought you said carpet. Yeah, <laughs> and like let. I was like, is this less than carpet? Yeah. No, I get it. Okay. Yeah, but he yeah he uh, back then he he. Really kind Wait, of finish that sentence. So he would roll himself up into a carpet. And <laughs> yeah, then and he would out. hide under like construction sites and stuff. So just for like eight hours straight, and people would just walk over him. Oh, yeah, he was really fuck. Yeah, I mean, he was a very nice guy, but yeah, that's dedication. That's fucking. Yeah, he wow. still to this day he still does it. He might be City. here. Like we just don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, your, he, watch your step. He's been, you know, trampled by like Madonna, Lady Gaga, like all sorts of oh, well, things. Then, okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he, he kind of really, in New York City, kind of showed me, like, what the bondage or BDSM community was like. 
that so I had was, never experienced. What was Australia. that like for you? Like getting into, like going to your first club experience and realizing it was, you, yeah, it was pretty surreal. You know, I was like, wow, there's all these really hot dom women and like ready to kick my ass. You know, so I was <laughs> like, wow, because in Australia, that was impossible, literally. Mm. Yeah, that at that point. So, so did like, you have a feeling? I mean, probably not because you were in the club. But like, uh, there was that. Did you ever have that feeling of like I might be the only person who has this fetish, and you know, you didn't realize that there was a whole other world out there until you like, I guess, went online. Yeah, I mean, this. Yeah, the forums definitely helped me like realize I wasn't the only guy out there that mm -hmm. was into some weird shit. Um, and then, yeah, once I got to like experience it firsthand, it kind of really opened me up a lot more, and so I wasn't as scared as I was growing up you know it wasn't like I mean it still took me even after that a few more years in Australia to kind of open up to girls I was dating about what I was into and stuff but you know once I did it was kind of like a waterfall like you know the girls were really open to it you know they didn't look down on it and I was like oh wow why didn't I think of this earlier you know um, so um yeah that's well that's also very interesting because like that's one of the questions I get the most from people, but it's more related to wrestling. It's like, you know, my girlfriend doesn't understand my fetish. So yeah. I, how do I explain this to her? You know, how do I rationalize yeah. it to her? Yeah. And I'll have to sit there and go like, oh, well, shit. Um, this is all tied into submission and domination and, and, you know, different roles can be interpreted in different ways. Uh, so it's interesting that you were able, I mean, it's good that you were able to just go like, all right, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to tell these girls that this is what I'm yeah. into. But I think when it comes to, to the world of EDSM and like, um, especially femdom like a lot of women will take to that very quickly or at least quicker than say other fetishes which is a good thing too yeah i mean yeah kind of i mean a lot of i think did you ever get any, any blowback like some a woman saying like mm, this is too this is too um, much i don't i think with what i like what i like most girls would be you know a little tentative obviously because they don't want to hurt you you know that's sort of the biggest concern yeah. I don't want to hurt you you know but once they can tell that it's not going to hurt then they're like oh, okay yeah this is fun and for the this. record for people who actually yeah we're going to get into that as well because there might be some people out there who don't know what you produce but I've seen you I've seen you shoot and <laughs> I've seen you take some some yeah. fucking abuse and uh, the first time I think I saw you do something it might have been a trampling club and yeah, I was just probably. sitting there. Like I've never really seen anybody really take like tr a trample, trample. Yeah. And I was just in the corner, kind of like, "Holy fucking shit, this is amazing!" <laughs> I remember the first time we were together it was when you were still in Philly. Philly, yeah. And I came to your house, and I'm like, "Okay, trampling, I can walk on you, and here's my feet, and whatever." And you were like, "No," and you explained to me what you want. I was like, "What? You want what?" <laughs> and I think I had. And then I thought I broke you because I stepped in your belt and I heard a pop. Like I broke him. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, "No, no." Yeah, it was one of the most exhausting shoots, and I was primarily yeah, I remember a bondage. You were, you were super tired after that shoot. Oh my god, we shot for an hour, and I, I was a primarily a bondage model at the time, so I was yeah. doing some pretty strenuous stuff. And then I did go jump on you for an hour. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I think we shot with my friend as well. Yeah, yeah we the did big, the big guy. sitting. Yeah. yeah. And you, you had to trample him for a while as well. So, mm -hmm. so was it more like was Minnesota it just or something were there? Yep, yep. Was it straight up trampling? Did you also do like the, the up and down, like jumping up and down? Or yeah, I'd hold onto the wall and jump. Yeah, and we did like, uh, trampling. I think we did some giantess. We did uh, some foot smother. I think. Yeah, we did a bunch of stuff. We did a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
and thus a friendship with Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so obviously this leads into the next question, which is production. You know, going mm-hmm. from okay, I I play in the field, but now I want to produce. Yeah. What got you into that? Because that's always. Yeah. Um, well, I went to I went to school or college for uh, film and tele- television mm-hmm. when I was eighteen, and um, yeah, because my dream was to I wanted to be a director, like TV, and then I went into news camera. I had a did an apprenticeship in television as a news cameraman, based off you know very similar to what Jake Gyllenhaal did in a. You know, Nightcrawler, um, you know, following around the death and trying to beat the cops there and filming whatever we could. Uh, so I had a lot of technical background in uh, shooting and editing. Uh, went into IT for a little, quite a while, doing uh, graphic design and marketing. And then, yeah, once I moved to the US when I was 29, I worked for a like a dating company doing their marketing. Hmm. And then I moved to Philly, and then I did some more IT, and then I kind of met a girl that I started shooting with, and um, she was already shooting at the time, and she kind of got me, you know, to help her, and I was like, oh, wow, this is um, kind of fun, you know, like, maybe I can uh, make some money, you know, or maybe we can make some money, because I was dating her, or she was already, I mean, she wasn't making much when... When I met her, she's making money. Had you already seen some stuff online where you were like, oh shit, other people have, have, have made some money doing this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I had. I mean, I knew a clip sale and yeah. um, you know, a lot of the clip stores and stuff like that. But uh, I, I didn't know how much was involved in getting started. So she already had a store. So I was like, well, let's, let me help you. Let's just shoot some stuff of us just fooling around, you know, in the bedroom and yeah. whatnot. <laughs> and, you know, once I started helping her, the money started shooting up really quick. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, like, you can actually make a living doing this. So, um, I mean, the money was going to her at the time, not to me. I was still working full time. And then uh, when we broke up, I kind of had that experience under my belt. So I kind of knew what sold and what didn't. Mm-hmm. And I knew, you know, I already had a technical background in editing and shooting. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to start my own store. And I created Brandy Foot Girls. And, uh, you know, I started out just trying to use my body, trade and <laughs> trading with girls because I didn't have a lot of money to pay for shoots. And I, I just kind of, you know, put my name out there to girls that needed male talent. Because back then there was hardly any male talent that would show their face on camera. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was none. Well, and there was none like my age, you know, that was in their like early 30s that... Uh, wasn't a big fat slob, you know, wasn't <laughs> gonna try to we talked about bang that. the girls, you know, no one was trying to so the girls trusted me, you know, because A Because you weren't creepy, you were like yeah. a young guy who was fit and Yeah, like and I was, you know, youngish looking and mm-hmm. I could take a beating, you know, so they're like, Oh wow, you know, like I gotta finally have a guy I can shoot with that actually looks good getting beat up you know yeah so and he's not gonna make me feel weird afterwards yeah he's not gonna try to fuck me or <laughs> take me yeah so it was it worked in my my favor and then the more i traded with girls and shot with girls my name got around and then more and more girls wanted to shoot with me and then i kind of kind of exploded after that you know and then my store got really popular and yeah it became it became a lot easier and you know, when people hit me up and they're like, oh, you know, how do you get started? You know, it's like, takes a lot of, I mean, if I didn't have those two years with my ex-girlfriend before that, I never would have been able to easily slide into Brady Foot Girls because 
I had spent two hard years shooting with my ex-girlfriend, yeah. learning the ropes, you know, spending money on equipment, learning what sells, what doesn't sell. And, and that's, that's also, important. And, and people got to know your face and your name that way, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. People got used to seeing me on camera. So for people who don't know, um, the bratty foot girl fetish involves the idea, I think we talked about this earlier, too. You were saying it was like... Um, uh, a woman who is, I guess she expects the girl next door. The girl next door, but she's also like she just bratty. Expe- gets what she gets wants, what she wants. Doesn't and... take no for an answer. Doesn't care if she's hurting you or not. You know, it's just kind of like, well, fuck you. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. You know, like that's just how they think. And I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that mixed in with the physicality of getting beat up, and also the talking down to the camera and the POV. Yeah, stuff humiliation, humiliation as yeah, well. Femdom. Yeah. Did you do any of that when you were coming up? Uh, I think we talked about it, but I'm trying to remember because... Um, before I worked for Jason? Or just, yeah, just in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did some POV stuff in the, in the beginning. I didn't really get it um, because I just was kind of threw myself into this whole industry, like feet first, you know. I jumped and then I looked. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <literally. laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did yeah. my first real, like, I would say femdom type of shoot the first time I went to Portland, Oregon, I worked for um, CBT and ballbusting.com and they brought in a... That's a really direct name for that. Yeah, company. it's exactly what it is. And they brought in... He was. They were super cool, super chill. I would have tried to come up with a cool name like the familyjewels.com. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, so. As I just like wreck the mic. Um, oh, it's okay. I got it. So, so, I'm on a mic. <laughs> so that would... I mean, to my... Wait, wait. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. So go ahead. Um, so from what I remember, I believe that was probably my first, I would say, real, like, female domination shoot mm-hmm. with them. There was a male slave, and I did all kinds of torturous things to him. I mean, we were... I was very well-directed. A lot of the stuff that I did was my first time doing it, um, and it was a lot of fun. So... Yeah. And that was and that was just pretty much. Uh, it was 2011. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah, it'd be the beginning because I that my first trip out that way for work was like in February of 2011. So when Jason, when you started doing the, that was, um, that was in 2011. Yeah. Yeah, probably in the spring when I yep. came through. Yeah. That's right when I stopped. All right. So continuing on. Sorry, we had a small uh, snafu with the, one of the mics decided to. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> It went on it. Yeah, it needs to be disciplined. Tripod difficulties. So you, so you, so after the bratty foot stuff, uh, that evolved into other different kinds of fetishes. Yeah, um, you know, because you hit when you shoot a narrow amount of categories, you hit a plateau eventually. Where you know, I mean, the stuff I was shooting. I mean, foot fetish is so huge that there's so many people that jump in or because I think it's a you know a, a golden golden goose. They're like, oh my god, foot fetish, I can make millions of dollars shooting this but then they don't realize there's a bazillion other people that thought the same thing mm-hmm. so i mean i had one advantage with the trampoline because there's not a lot of guys that could take it like i could so being my male talent you know i, I already had a advantage i could be like well i can take a lot more than the average guy can and, and that seems to be one of those things that when we get fans asking us you as well and definitely you yeah. uh, and jacqueline it's like well um, you know how do you make it in this business and you have to you have to have like in some sort of edge like some yeah. sort of niche but also at the same time like something special that only you can bring to it in your case 
like well amongst other things was the ability to take that kind of punishment yeah and And also your look and your presentation and stuff like that and with Nixon same thing I'm sure it was appearance and an attitude and and, you know your own psychological approach to the material and me it was just the ability to fucking make it look like women were doing these moves and stuff and making it look real and construct it so that's you know because we have a lot of people who listen to this and they're just like oh give me some tips and I'm like dude just have something to bring to the table yeah, you want to be original, you know. Um, and, and I'm not saying when I started there wasn't anyone out there shooting anything similar, but there wasn't anybody shooting focused on what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have dabbled here and there in little bits of what I, what I did, but I was like, I brought trampling in, I brought, you know, foot worship, foot domination, giantess, all into one store. Where back then there was maybe one store that did all giantess, one store that just did trampling, one store that just did foot worship. And I kind of did it all, like, in one, you know. How long, because, I mean, like, by the time I met you and we got to, you know, when we got to know each other, I looked you up online, because, like you do, and I was just like, oh, I got to check out Jason's uh, stores and stuff. And, yeah, it was, like, really well-known and well-reviewed. But um, what at what point, when, when you were doing this stuff, did you reach a point where you were like, okay, I'm going to quit my fucking day job? Okay, there was a point where <clears throat> I was a manager for an IT company at the time, I was making about $65,000 a year, which is pretty good in mm-hmm. this country, especially back then because, you know, Bush had just fucked up the country and you know, <laughs> a lot of people lost their jobs. And I was like, well, I guess, you know, I was like, I guess that's pretty good, pretty good wage. And, um, you know, I knew my talent. I knew I had, you know, making decent money, but I absolutely hated <laughs> the job I had. Like, I could not stand mm-hmm. the company I was working for. Yeah, same here. Um, they'll work me to the bone, you know. So I started shooting all this trade on the side, like I was saying, and finding whatever goals are like Goddess D and Jamie Daniels. And, you know, they big back then, you know, they were like the cream of the crop yeah. when it came to foot fetish in the industry. And I was like... This is up in New York, right? Yeah, and I was yeah. reaching out to them and, you know, they were great. Like, they really helped me a lot. You know, I, I owe those goals a lot because... They took a chance on me to do trade, and you know they didn't want me to pay them. They're like, "Hey, you know, we'll trade with you." You know, so I got some great footage straight out of the straight out of the gate, and uh, that really launched my store like like a rocket. You know, when I came out, you know, I had the big name girls straight off the bat mm-hmm. shooting the stuff that no one else was shooting, and um, <clears throat> my money started creeping up, creeping up. You know how much I was making, and then before I knew it, what I was making on my clip store was the same as what I was making in my day job. Yeah, but I had no life at all. <laughs> like you know, literally had no life, and uh, I was literally uh, I drive. I had to drive two hours to my job. Oh man! And two hours home in Philadelphia, and I worked in Harrisburg. So you know, in the winter, it was snowing and. Doing that drive, it's like a death trap. Like, I almost died one time coming home. Like, I remember I, the car in front of me suddenly put his brakes on fast, and it was, like, icy, and I slammed my brakes, and my car almost, like, ran off the road. But, uh, yeah, I was, like, after that, I was, like, man, you know what? Fuck this. Like, <laughs> fuck this drive. Like, fuck this job. And once I realized I was almost breaking, making the same amount of money, I'm, like, you know, something needs to give. Yeah. And I'm like, I can quit this vanilla job where I can still go out in public and tell everyone what to do for a living and not worry. Or I can do something I actually enjoy, actually love and passionate about and be artistic and, you know, 
really just rely on myself. I think I think everyone at this table's kind of had that moment. Do you remember when you were like, "Fuck this, this I, is"? Yeah, yeah, I do, and I I probably shouldn't have quit my day job when I did, but <laughs> I was having more fun being on. You're like I was a CEO of Apple, and <laughs> I worked at Sephora, and it was a fun job. I mean, whatever. But, you know, I was at the end of my makeup career, like mentally, like retail had ruined me. I was exhausted. I was tired of dealing with the public in that respect. I enjoyed makeup. I enjoyed the creativity. But when you're in that situation, you're just a lipstick slinger and you have to deal with a lot of shit. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of be a drone and come in and do my job and do it well and then focus on this, you know, fetish career, which I didn't even know was going to be a career at the time afterwards. And work kept giving me a lot of pushback. Like, oh, you're not performing as well. I'm like, no, I'm doing things, everything else. You know, and I was even going in early to like teach makeup classes to some of the other employees. So I felt I was going a little above and beyond than what I even had to do. And it was just like one complaint. I was in the office like time and time again over like little petty stuff. And I remember the moment I was like, I will not be fired from this bullshit job. I will quit before I get fired <laughs> from this bullshit job. And um, I, and then October of 2009, I, I got pulled into the office for the last time and I was like, you know what, I'm giving you my two weeks. And I did it professionally, like I have no hard feelings. I still went back and shopped at that store, you know, up until I moved away from Pennsylvania. Yeah, Sephora is like huge. Yeah, mm. I mean, I just went to like the store I worked at, mm-hmm. you know, still in, in yeah, everything was cool, but I'm like, I will not be. Did you like walk in slinging that fetish money? You're like, what's yeah. up, bitches? Oh. I would just, oh yeah, walk in. I'm just in Florida making money. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've been in Vegas with a pet. Yeah, wait. Um, but I was like, I will not be fired from this bullshit job. Like, no way. And that was my driving force. And I gave my two weeks, and I was poor for a really long time. Um, but you know, like everything, like you, you put enough effort into it and you want something bad enough and you, you make it work for you and you know. Yeah. I went through a lot of ramen noodle packets mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was just like, it was that, like what you said, it was, um, you look at your, your check, you yeah. know, and then you look at how much you're making from your clips and it was exactly what you said. It was like, they're kind of neck and neck and. And you're thinking like, okay, I'm like, I feel like I'm on an island, but I could build a raft, and yeah. and if that raft takes me to a huge land and it's mine, yeah, yeah. Uh, great. And if I s- drown, then we'll fuck it, you know. Yeah, and if I, yeah. and that's kind of how it felt. It's like I could try to, if I do drown, I or I start to drown, I can maybe swim back to the little island again, and yeah. you know. Well, the the thing <clears throat> the thing with me, you know. I've always been very self-sufficient my whole life. You know, I've traveled the world many mm. times off my own back. I've never relied on money from anyone. I, anything I've spent... I, when I moved to the US, I literally had 10 grand in my account. And that's all I had. Um, yeah, I got married to a girl and it didn't work out. But, you know, I didn't have any hope. No, I didn't have any family here. I didn't have anyone to, you know, rely on. I had myself, my brain. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And... Um, you know, I, you know, you, you kind of lost when you move to another country, you know, it's a big, big move. Mm-hmm. And um, when I quit my day job, I remember, and I decided to do this full time, I literally felt sick to my stomach because I was so scared. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, Jason, are you sure you want to do this? You know, you just gave up a guaranteed paycheck. Yeah. You know, if you don't start <laughs> shooting a lot more and getting these goals, you know. And in Philly, it wasn't that easy back then. You know, like, we were getting goals off Craigslist. You know, my 
uh, business, I became partners with a guy called Mike and we started together and you know he didn't really know anything about the industry and I kind of helped him out at the same time and we would we moved in together and we just booked goals together and we kind of winged it for a while there just mm-hmm. shooting whatever we could that we thought might work and you know it <clears throat> I got lucky I guess you know my ideas resonated with the fans and they loved what they saw and they're like wow you know no one's done this stuff like that the way you're doing it you know it has been done but it's not it wasn't how you know it was usually from a goal shooting it point of view most of the time you know the most of the brat goal stuff back then it was like sierra lynch and you know the goals like the ogs back then you know that started the brat goal thing but i was like bringing up more from the sub point of view like okay i'm i'm the guy now and i'm the one getting dominated by all these goals yeah know? so that hadn't really been done um did so yeah it was you know it worked um and and so as time progressed and you were doing the bratty girl uh stuff uh, when did it start to evolve like did it start to to change you know where you were like okay i've done the i've done this i want to try you know venturing out to the new okay yeah so when i was with mike uh, my old roommate i remember i remember one day you know we'd get drunk a lot and i mean mm. you know nixon knows she was, she was at that house that house that house alcohol that house should have been there should have been a tv show based <laughs> on that house if we had cam set up in that house it, it would have probably been gold Mm-hmm. on uh, cable television I'm really glad of, we're drinking water tonight yeah <laughs> the amount of shit the amount of stuff that happened in that house would have made a great R-rated movie <laughs> but anyway uh, one day we you know we'll sit we'll drinking and a little drunk and he, lo- he like he was into really violent stuff like he was into ball busting and just seeing guys get annihilated by women and he's like Jason why don't you do beatdowns and I'm like ah, yeah <laughs> I don't know Things you shouldn't discuss. Yeah, Things you shouldn't like, discuss while you're drinking. Yeah, right? like you think they'll you think they'll sell. You know? <laughs> and back then, they'll you know, they'll some pretty big studios back then. I'm not going to name them, but that were making a lot of money from doing the beatdown stuff, and but they were doing it illegally. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was like, well, maybe if I do a beatdown store where I'm the guy always getting beat up, then there's no legal problem what right. can you explain why it was illegal is it because they didn't get waivers or well they were getting homeless people off the street yeah and holy those, dog beating shit them up and mentally ill yeah man. yeah okay so I was like i don't want to go down that road you know i was like if anyone's going to get beat up it's gonna be me yeah you know it's not gonna i'm not gonna put some poor unsuspecting victim i literally didn't know that was a thing yeah yeah so uh, you know then i started hiring girls and i'd throw one clip in my shoot rotation and be like all right we're gonna do some wrestling you know, like, you're going to scissor me a bit. Oh, and uh, if I don't say this, he'll get mad at me. Uh, um, the girl I was dating at the time, she had shot for this scissor producer called Drew. He, he runs Scissor Vixens. And uh, we went up to Boston, and she, she said to me, she was like, would you mind being um, victim for one of his videos? And I'm like, sure. You know, I, I didn't know what, I mean, I knew what scissors were, but yeah. I'd never really been in a video before, so I didn't know how they felt. And she had very strong scissors, so I was like, holy shit, you know, I was like, <laughs> pounding out every two seconds, you know, I was like, holy crap, you know. And then when, obviously, I went back to Philly, I was like, hey, maybe, you know, I should incorporate some of that, but I don't want to copy him. So I was like, we'll throw on a bunch of stuff, you know, maybe some, you know, chokeholds, some trampling, some ball busting, whatnot. So, yeah, I started shooting that stuff, and, yeah, they just kind of snowballed as well, and, yeah, I mean, that 
the beatdowns are tough. I'm not gonna lie, because we do them for real yeah. on my store. We don't fake it. You know, we tell the girls, please don't hold back. And Obviously, I, don't injure me or hurt the guy. Don't punch in the face. But see, I was gonna ask, like, what are your like what what are the limitations there? Because it it seems like it's one of those things where if you don't give someone specific, uh, you know, guidelines yeah. that yeah. you can well, easily. Um, it, I mean, nothing gratuitous. Yeah, the, the beauty of the way I shoot them is I try to um, mold the beat down after the goal. So I say to the whichever model I have booked, I'm like, look, what are you comfortable doing? What do you feel like you're most talented doing? Mm-hmm. Some girls are more talented doing the wrestling. You know, they want to do more scissors, choke holds, um, jiu-jitsu, then there's other girls that rather do striking, you know, they want to do oh, more punching, kicking, you know, like that kind of stuff. So I would basically say to the girl, do what you feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Just don't kill me. You know, <laughs> like, just, just don't, just don't put me in the hospital. Like I, you know, I got to shoot tomorrow as well. So try not to injure me. You know, that's and so that takes me back to one of the first times I ever witnessed a beat down it was like I was just getting into the business or I'm kind of sort of getting it like just getting into the business so I was out in LA meeting with a friend who was shooting I think it wasn't I forgot the name of the company but it was kind of like Sister Vixens there was a lot of like male, uh, f- yeah. uh, femdom stuff and it's when I, I first met Christy Etzold because she was on top of a guy beating him with her boobs. But like, <laughs> just literally, just like whap whap side by side like a fucking car wash. And uh, and I was just like, this is amazing. Um, and in between takes, they were reviewing some footage, and like the girl that I was hanging out with at the time was showing me some footage of a beatdown that she had done, or her friend had done actually. And it was this young guy, and the guy was like no more than like twenty four years old. He was just a young kid. And this girl is just fucking wailing on him, like seriously, just beating him down. And he's crying. And he's crying like a child. And I was watching it and I was like, this is fucking what? And I was just like, is, this, is he okay? And then, and then afterwards, you know, they, she, she's like, no, he's totally fine. And then she showed me like the aftermath of the video. And he's like, I didn't understand that he was in his yeah. subspace. Oh, that, his, right. that he was in his, it was a release for him in yeah. a positive way. Uh, all I saw was a guy crying while yeah. someone beat the crap out of him. And so uh, it wasn't until afterwards that I was like, oh, he's kind of, okay, it's like tears of joy. So yeah. it, that was my first kind of exposure to anything related to beatdowns. But in your case, you're dealing with it on a much more professional level where you're like, yeah. no, no, like I, this isn't going to put me in that space. This is more like I can take the punishment and I know yeah. that it's going to sell, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, when I shoot, I... I don't ever go into subspace mm-hmm. because I find when you do that, it, it gets too personal. Well, so you're um, supposed to be, you're the director. Yeah, and you forget where you are, how long the clip's been going. And it compromises the product yeah. as well. And, and it makes the girl uncomfortable, you know, because they're like, well, this isn't, isn't really a shoot, this is yeah. a session. This is a session. <laughs> you know, and it's like, <laughs> all right. You get a session for shoot rates. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And which does happen a lot in the industry. Let's, it, let's right. not let's, <laughs> let's not let's just be honest. Here. You know, no, it, oh, it does happen. But um, there are a lot of producers. We're gonna that some drama here just, tonight. You know, they're into what they're into, and hey, you know what? We're gonna, what? We're gonna give you the, yeah, You're professional, and you always have been. I mean, I've never yeah. heard otherwise. I try, about try you. to I've be. Never experienced otherwise I've from you. I've heard nothing but yeah. positive things about you know uh, Jason's shoots and and you know how fun they are, and like a lot of girls are just like it's 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 in spite of the fact that it's a lot of work, it's also it's easy because like you don't make it 
chore. You know, it's yeah. Like, I try not to. You don't make overlook. it awkward either. Yeah, I'm like, you know, this is the next clip we're doing. Yeah, here this you go. Is here it is. Do. And read. Let's and, do it. Yeah. Bang. Knock it out. Okay, cut. All right, done. Okay, next clip. Well, this you did really good. I walked in the other day, and he was like in the middle of directing Sumiko, mm -hmm. but they were doing like a really uh, awesome POV thing, and then oh, like the custom, yeah. But the custom, but they were incorporating the movie Get Out, oh, yeah. which was fantastic. Yeah. I love that movie, and like yeah. I'm hearing her talk about the sunken place, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like geeking out uh, about this shoot. And then I grab like the little teaspoon and start making the sound. Yeah, like, no, we, no, already, we already done that. We already part, did man. it right there. I'm like, Fuck. yeah, no, that yeah. I mean, I get some great like awesome custom clients that are just very, uh, you know, they come up with some really great ideas, ideas that are like super creative, and you know, they just keep these running scripts going, and I have quite a few of them, and it's you know, it's it's fun, you know, because it, sometimes it's good to have a, a back like backstory that I can keep relying on. You know, when I'm trying to tell the girls what what to do, I'm like, yeah. okay, so this is the whole story that's gone back like 20 episodes, you know, and they're like, oh wow, really that long? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, that one was I think like episode 14 for uh, that one, the uh, sucks to be you. the running storylines, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we've had stuff like that. Um, mostly it's just like the same, like people want to see the same hold, so we have these like different, you know pile drivers only or like you know sleepers only and stuff like that but yeah. like yeah we've had some more like well Jacqueline actually has more of the like 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 20 episodes of just the same storyline and they're adding yeah. characters and changing people's pasts and shit like that and like yeah it's fun because you get to it's kind of like making like making actual you know like TV yeah it's like a TV episode serials yeah yeah uh, what are, so where you get where are you at now because like I know that you've started to really expand into different um, yeah I mean we, we do some uh, I mean I literally my, I have three main stores I have Brady for Girls which is primarily femdom mm -hmm. foot fetish giantess uh, they have my Brady Beatdown store which is just straight up beatdowns and then I have a store called Versus, which, you know, I do, I have had some female wrestling on there. Actually, when I first started it, that was going to be the main focus of it because I was getting a lot of customs at the time for catfighting. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of died off. And then I kind of had this store that I didn't really have a lot of content for. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to throw all my random customs on this store now. But then I started getting uh, a lot of the uh, staged fantasy fight customs because I have a lot of very talented girls locally that was this know still, how to Was fight. this still mixed femdom or? No, it's not really a femdom at all. Versus, versus was straight up like just supposed to be like two people going at each other in any kind of fetish. So oh, like okay. you know, hand over mouth, um, female wrestling, uh, fantasy fighting, with the whole you know Hollywood style with the sound effects and the punching and the kicking. Um, that was the main premise of that store. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of turned into this weird mix of stuff. It's even got stuff of me being a giant on it. Because I, <laughs> I don't put that on my Brave Foot Girls. So. But yeah, that's where I put those clips, which is... I think uh, Gary Franzo just did one recently. Gary, yeah. Well, Gary's the one who got me into all that stuff. So. I remember the first time you told me about Giant... Because I had been filming Giantess for... Yeah. You know, for Gary and then myself as well, and then you're like giant. I'm like giant. Like yeah, I'm this giant and this little. Giant. I'm like, what? <laughs> hey, you know what? It sold very well. Oh, I well know for it me. sold very well. For you. <laughs> you telling me about it, I'm like, what? You did what? You put your son in the cushions and you sat on it. What? Oh, yeah, because I the one 
thing I've noticed the big difference between the female and the male giant content you know the female giant stuff they usually they tend to focus more on the feet mm-hmm. or getting eaten whereas the guy giant stuff they tend to focus more on the butt you know okay. like more getting sat on or you know it's more butt sentry <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know this i didn't know well i knew there was like some male uh giant stuff because i know gary was toying with yeah. some of that um i think what was it honey that he was writing about the other day it was he said he did a giant video but you were like watching it and it was like too surreal too weird to see gary. <laughs> too weird to watch gary well, it's actually. hard to watch gary do it because we know Gary's, gary so well we know gary right. so well it's hard for him to be like but it's the same with sedu- me people, <laughs> people think you know they're like oh it's jason ninja like i can't see him in that giant you know giant dominant role yeah you know? it's like but, you know, I do have a, some great fans that, you know, they love seeing me in that role. So I, I've been shooting a lot more of it. So, I mean, it's, you know, it can be fun. I'm not going to say it's not fun. He did, yeah, he did one where he, like, uh, he posted a, I guess, an order from his store. And it was, like, the three clips were, like, Gary this, Gary that, yeah. Gary this. And underneath that, he Gary's said, the someone's jacking it to Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there is going to have a really nice Gary night. He needs to do one with his... Uh, New eye patch, dude. He looks Gary, Gary the I, he looks pretty giant. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like if you, Snake Gary, if you're listening, like just yeah. keep that fucker. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Be, uh, just yeah, escape from you know, a governor, a governor mm-hmm. giant clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cruel governor. Like oh, Rick, he shrunk the whole world. <laughs> yeah, crew. How you doing down there, Rick? <laughs> gonna eat you all. Come here. <laughs> you took my daughter. I'm gonna sit on your fucking entire body. <laughs> I I have no idea. Um, how I would approach that kind of role, I don't think I ever want to know because I don't know if I could do it right. You could sure. probably do Gary it. Gary will probably hire you next time he sees you. He's hired me once or twice, but it's always like I play like a scientist or a superhero who gets shrunk or something like that. But oh yeah, like that. hey, I got, I got shrunk. <laughs> the funny going back with Gary, I mean, even before I did Brady Footballs, he. One of the first videos he I ever yeah, saw. He of him, hired me. It was you. You were yeah. the guy who was like running away. When I when I had first started shooting with my ex, the one that I started with, we he hired her because we lived in Jersey, mm-hmm. and uh, he you know I came along with her, and I, I already knew who Gary was. I, I loved Giantess Zone stuff, and you know he he was like, hey, would you want to be in like green screened? And I'm like, fuck yeah, where do I sign up? You know? <laughs> Cause I was like, and then it was funny because the next like 20 years after that, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You like, saw... 10 years, I was in pretty much every single clip he put out. Because he was just <laughs> so, using you as stock footage, basically. Yeah, and I was like the main stock footage, I guess, and like every girl that I knew had killed me in some form, like eaten or stepped on or... I still sometimes I'll see like videos that Gary's produced and he'll use his own body (laughs) like way back Mm -hmm. in the day that he shot footage for him and Gary like Gary now is he's he's, what is he like in his is he 50 holy he's he's not quite 50 yet but he look he's in the best shape yeah he's 50 he's he's 50 that's right yeah I didn't mean now well Gary knows he's fucking he doesn't care he's 21 he's 20 (laughs) he's 21.18 50 But he uh, he's in amazing shape, and the yeah. guy's just yeah. fucking ripped. But jitsu champ, yeah, yeah, he's him and his he and his daughter, fucking BJJ, like yeah, kick, kicking serious ass. Uh, but uh, he still every once in a while, like he'll release a video, and I'll look at some of the trailers because um, I love looking at him sometimes because it's really fun. It's fun to watch, and it's just like the girls 
you know, fucking stomping down, and it's it's a guy screaming for his life. But it's like Gary from like twelve yeah, years ago. <laughs> so it's like Gary, like overweight Gary. Yeah. And uh, which meaning like he wasn't really ever like a he big was guy. Big big. But, but for he what he looks like now, yeah. I look at him and I'm like, it's it's, it's bigger Gary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I love that guy. He's he's one of our closest pals. Love you, Gary. Um. So now you are, where are you now though? Because like, uh, obviously you've been hitting, before I was like, okay, I, I can hit the, the trampling, I can do the, the bratty stuff, I'm doing, yep. you know, I'm doing some of the, uh, the giant tests, but I'm assuming now you've branched out to more. Yeah. Uh, are you hitting any spots now that you're like, holy shit, this is hot, I didn't think it was going to um, be this popular? I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, or well, not obviously, your listeners probably don't know a lot about what I've been doing, but... Um, you know, I've branched out more into more adult stuff mm-hmm. this year. Um, you know, doing some hand job, foot job stuff. That stuff definitely unique. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that stuff definitely kicked up myself a lot. I'm not. Yeah. I can't lie. I mean, it definitely, definitely has. It's funny um, because like you, when people deal with the fetish stuff, like it's there's always a, you know this kind of like dividing line between fetish and, and adult. Yeah. Um, and. People like myself, I like to think that like, oh, well, if I incorporate like heavy adult stuff, it's not going to really increase sales that much. But in your case, you're like, no, 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 it's... Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Huge There's difference. Any hand job or foot job that every month is like my best selling clips. Oh. Guaranteed. Well, thank you, America. You guys so, are... But, I mean, <laughs> like I was saying to you the other day, I mean, but it's matched by the giant test stuff. You know, whenever I do a green screen mm-hmm. special effects clip, I mean, those clips sell just as well as any adult, you know, focus clip. And they don't involve any nudity or uh, sexual contact, so... But they involve a shitload more work. <laughs> so, it's a weirdly uh, fine line. Like, hours of editing on those, but... I mean, yeah. you know, it's... it's yeah, I mean, I think the Giantess guys, they really appreciate when you spend time editing those clips. You know, they, they want to show their appreciation by buying the videos. Well, I mean, the effects is like, uh, it's like, I'm assuming for the giant test people, like doing the, having the effects there, like makes it like, you know, yeah. 50 times better. Oh than yeah, just, absolutely. Than just somebody doing a POV. Yeah. Ho, 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 I'm going to step on you. Yeah, yeah just like, a girl going like, oh, uh, you're tiny, I'm going to step on you. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But when you actually got the dude there and yeah. then you see the foot come down and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's got to yeah. be like, huge. I mean, um, not huge, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I wish, I mean, I wish it continued for me, but uh, I was probably one of the first producers to do the VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, when the cameras, the you know the non-pro cameras started coming out, I uh, it's a funny story actually. I remember I I bought the new Theta, uh, the Ricoh Theta, which was one of the first 360 cameras that came out in the market, and um, you know I was dabbling with it, shooting, but you know I was like, I don't know, man. Like I don't think anyone's gonna buy this shit. You know, it's kind of weird. No one's really gonna yeah. want to adapt the technology to watch it properly or anything. And I shot a few videos, but I didn't put them out. You know, because I didn't really, you know, it's a whole new thing to learn. And then I remember I had a friend staying with me, and uh, I was having a really bad month sales wise. Like my sales were tanking. I was getting really depressed. You know, I, I was coming out of a breakup. You know, I just had, didn't have a lot going at the time, and I was like, "Fuck, man! Like, my money's like bad right now. I don't know what I'm gonna do." Then I had this like VR clip that I did, and I was like, "Fuck it! You know what? I'm gonna just put this up. I don't care. I'm just gonna see how it does." Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it was with Alexis Grace, you know, bless her soul. She passed. Um, she passed away. Yeah, you she know, did. last year. But um, I put it up, and I went to bed. And I remember I woke up in the morning, and I was like, "Holy shit!" shit. <laughs> I was like, it had sold more than any other clip I'd ever put up ever. And I was just like, "Wow." And that clip went to, like, number two on Clips to Sell in, like, two days. Jeez. And I've never had a clip even crack top ten at that point, you know. So I was like, okay, okay, let's start booking some girls. <laughs> so I just started shooting a ton of them. And literally, and even with me, I did one myself. Mm-hmm. And even that one went to, like, number five in the top 50. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and, but then, of course... People caught on pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and it wasn't didn't take very long till other people started dabbling it. and ruined it for me. And <laughs> God damn you all! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was gonna happen. It's what's gonna happen. It, it's like it's the equivalent of like you finding striking oil in your backyard, yeah. and then your neighbor like five weeks later goes like, "Guess what? Got oil back here too." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a pretty good. That's run. how they all talk. When yeah, they, of course. <laughs> I Even if f- you're in Britain, when you strike oil, you're like, <laughs> I can break a dick. You're suddenly pissed hog. This is just, yeah, banjo playing in the background. Yeah, but I had um, a good run. I mean, I had a good run for about, I think, two months of hitting constant top 10 clips, and then it slowly started getting saturated out, and then the sales dropped on the VR. They Don't get me wrong, they still do pretty good for me, but nothing near that level that I hit that quick, small little gold rush. It's weird how that works because, like, I like for my stuff, uh, and eventually I'll do a podcast about my bullshit. But like, um, but it's I've managed to somehow build a site because Jack and I talk about it all the time in terms of like, you know, what is our what is our what are the genres that we're creating? And like, my stuff, obviously, people will say like, well, what do you do? And I go, well, it's female combat. But then, like, when you look at my c- company, it's like. Oh, here's a video with two giant girls destroying this tiny girl. And then the next video is just a POV of a girl getting gassed or like, you know, hit with injections or choked out. And then the next one is two girls doing bikini boxing. But it's like, it's it's this weird thing where there's a massive umbrella, but it's, the umbrella has female combat kind of stomped on it. Yeah. and Or stamped on it, sorry, not stomped on it. <laughs> you're That's getting into your head. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Uh, and it seems like you've done the same thing. You've like yeah. created this thing where it's like. It's a big umbrella. A big umbrella that's kind of stamped with, would you say, like Femdom? femdom? Yeah, would be the, yeah. what's on there. And the main two, my main two series are just Giantess femdom. and then Femdom. Yeah. But the Giant Giantess goes into that. It is yeah, Femdom. That is femdom. Yeah. So, Unless it's you sitting on. But that's, see, that's my Versus <laughs> store, which is. Oh, that's right. That's versus right. isn't Femdom at all. It's like anything that's not Femdom. So it seems like one of the keys to, to being successful in this business is it doesn't matter how wide the umbrella is, it's just have an umbrella. Because I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of models that will start to do their own companies, but they'll shoot everything. everything. Yeah, and it'll be like, oh well, here's Sandra uh, D. Let's call her that, <laughs> and she now has a clip of her cutting her own hair, and now here's one of her sipping coffee, and here's one of her like eating walking cake. through snow and eating cake, and right. and, and there's guys who are just trying to navigate the store, and trying the to the inside of her mouth, and, and yeah, there's. Well, well, let, yeah. let's talk about that because you know whenever and it's not a bad thing like I said no no, no I, that's I, how I, you approach it that's too have to cool I get it. you know I, I start a lot of new girls in this industry and you know they 
even if I'm not their very first shoot, a lot of the times I'm the you one that's them mentoring them the most. Yeah. That's trying to teach them the if you're ins not and outs. First shoot, you're their second. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm the honest. one that spends the time talking to them, saying, "Hey, this is what the guy likes. This is how you show it to them on camera." You know, as opposed to off camera. You know, like it's a big difference. Yeah. Um. So well, a lot of these goals, you know, after maybe a year or so that. I tell them you need to start your own store. You know, you need to shoot your own content if you want to make this your career. You know, it's like true. fair enough. If you if you're just doing this for a couple of years to get through college, I get it. Yeah, if but you're it, just doing it to be an actress, or that's fine. Yeah. my advice: start mm-hmm. shooting content as soon as you can. You may not put it up, but at least you'll have it when you're ready. Exactly. Real don't quick, do don't what wanna... I did. <laughs> well, let me let me hold on. So, inter- just interject real quick. So what did you end up doing that you would uh, advise against? Because I, well, when I started out, I wasn't producing content because I just did, so I was doing it for extra money at the time, and then I really enjoyed the work, and then, you know, I fell out of love with my job, like I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and I wanted to pursue, and I was touring, and I liked touring, I liked seeing the country, you know, our country, and then eventually seeing the world with this job, and, um, you know, I would come to Atlanta, and I'd stay with, like, people like Candlebox, and, like, you know, Whitney and Roxy were seeing with at the same time, and other models would be in and out, because Candle always had the model house, I'm like, oh, you want to do trade? I'm like... No, what are you talking about? Trade? You're not gonna pay me. <laughs> Fucking pay me. And it wasn't like I thought I was some kind of big thing, and I pay me. It's just that I, in the job, to make money, and I, the cash in hand to me at the time made a lot of sense. Yeah. And, you know, I remember Whitney was like, "You better get on that." And I'm like, "Whatever, dude." And then <laughs> because like I'm what so do much, you, Whitney I'm Morgan? So know. much smarter, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I like, cause it wasn't, and um, I just didn't have the time. To dedicate to it at the time and you know eventually touring wasn't going so well I I liked traveling but I started to dread it and I didn't want this job to turn into like other avenues of yeah. my life had gone and I wanted to start to get you know creative in my own right and I was getting custom orders but I had no way of really producing them and because you know I like custom orders and so I started just producing on the side. I was still touring and, you know, all of a sudden I didn't want to tour anymore and I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, do I go get a job? And um, I really wished at that point that I had at least started accumulating content some when I was sort on the of, yeah. road with other girls who Through had trade. stores. Yeah. yeah. And just get some clips so that when I was ready to start my store, I had more than just the 10 clips and then an oh shit moment, like I got to shoot. Because yep. this store has to make me money, you know. Mm-hmm. I, this has to be some kind. There has to be a return for the investment that I'm getting, giving. And um, I really, really wish that I had um, just like started accumulating content when I realized this is what I want to do. You yeah. Know? And I agree with you. If it's someone doing it just for a couple of bucks here and there, or they just want some side cash, they have something else going on, or they're in college and need it. Yeah. There's really if you don't have the, if you don't have the passion for there's a need to start producing. But yeah. if you kind of want to have any kind of longevity in this industry, you can't be in front of the camera forever. I mean, I was doing a lot of like really hard bondage stuff and I was a little older when I got started. So I'm like, I don't know how many years I have left in front of the camera. Like, yeah. What if I get hurt mm-hmm. and I can't perform? Or what if I, I don't get some kind of just horrible disfiguring accident and I can't be in front of the camera? I mean, you just never know. You know, there's no certainty in anything. No, I get it. Yeah. So, you know, in order to survive in this, like I had to, I mean, I'm still in front of the camera, obviously, but I'm, you know, I have what, four clip stores and a membership site now at this yeah. point. So well done. I would highly suggest, start, even if you're not posting it, even if you're not editing yeah, it's it. 
I start collecting it and I'll tell you what, I started shooting my own content very, very part-time in 2013, started focusing on it more in 2014. I feel that shooting my own stuff and editing my own stuff has made me better in front of the camera. Oh yeah, well, definitely. yeah, definitely. You know, like yeah. I'm seeing. You'd say I more never, I would never watch myself. I don't want to see myself get beat up or tortured or yeah. whatever. And then I, you know, you have to watch yourself when you edit. You have to watch the clip. And you know, I just I feel that I just got so much better. Yeah. You know, I. Well, you could tell where the camera is and how to angle your body and mm-hmm. show Wow, I'll never do that on thing. camera again because I look dumb or, <laughs> you know, or, oh, that looks good. Or, or you'll you'll just be like, well, this is this is how, oh, shit, I, this is how you light a room. This is how you, well, what, yeah, I you still know. struggle with that. Thank God for my boyfriend. <laughs> but that too, and then it's... The technical these... part is one of the things that I think a lot of people um, yeah. skip when they first start. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen people who'll start and, and you'll look at I their videos. I was one of those people. I mean, I, I was tried, too. But... Oh my God. I, my first fucking like 12 videos look like the inside of a papaya. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, no one said like, hey, sleeper, get white balance. Because, you know, back then, no yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think everyone, I mean, even, even though I had a Some really good videos in, that are orange. Oh, no, I'm the same. I mean, even though I had a background in film and television, I mean, when you're just shooting fetish stuff, mm-hmm. when you start, you don't, you're not really caring as much for your product because you don't really know where it's going to go so right. you're just and also like you have no frame of reference yeah you're, you're like talking. do i really want to spend all this time and money on lighting and camera you know and <laughs> setting the shot right <laughs> well, yeah. you're like fuck it I'm, I'm just chucking shit at the wall right now seeing what sticks you know and then yeah once yeah, you yeah, start yeah. getting bigger then you start regretting that you aren't doing that and you're like damn oh, I, yeah. I, I need uh-huh. to take some fucking time and I have really right. pride yeah. in my work and just do I've gone it back, the right way. I've gone back to try to re-edit some stuff, and it's literally oh. so orange that you can't white balance it. So anybody yeah. yeah. have I got plenty of content like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's good action. I'm just like, man, that was a really good uh, body slam, but it looks it looks. What well, I would try to shoot in my like cramped like one Donald Trump slamming female version of himself. Tangerines, man. Tangerines fighting. Yeah, but no. So let's go back to what you were saying. So you. You're talking to the girls, and you're saying like, if you know. Yeah, I'd say, look, if you're gonna start out, start shooting your own stuff. Shoot what you know, which is fine, you know. And a lot of the time, they're gonna shoot what I've taught them, which is femdom, foot fetish, that kind of stuff. But I'm like, try to mold yourself into what you're shooting. Like, don't just be bratty foot girls off shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, right. try to do what you enjoy shooting. You know, because Fans can tell if you're not into what you're shooting. If you're just shooting foot fetish because you think it's going to make you money, they're not going to buy it. They're going to be like, oh, this girl's just, you know, doing it for the sake of doing it. You know, yeah. she doesn't really care about foot fetishes or guys that are into femdom. Um, and, you know, and the other th- important thing is, you know, you need to narrow down your scope to maybe five categories. Mm-hmm. That all kind of blend in with one another. So yeah, there has to be a correlation across the board. Yeah. I think. Once again, the umbrella, yeah. the yeah. umbrella uh, yeah. theory. Um, don't shoot twenty categories. You know, mm. shoot five. Five is a good number. You know, because okay, so look at uh, you know, I'll give I'll give away a secret of Brady for girls. My main <sighs> five categories. It's all based around feet. It's obviously trampling, foot worship, giantess, more foot giantess foot smothering and then 
um, I do, and humiliation, foot humiliation. I was hoping you would say something that was completely off the wall. Well, I like, used to do and clown. Well, <laughs> I actually used to do facing. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's very tied um, into that. Yeah. But you know, my girlfriend, you know, once we got together, and she, she obviously gone right into femdom now, and she kind of took away the face sitting from me. She's like, well, I want to be face sitting. I'm like, all right, all right. you can have face sitting. <laughs> so that's her thing. I'll now. keep feet. You get the face. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's like yeah, that scene in Fight Club where it's like, okay, you can have can. Uh, yeah, you, you, you can, can have, have testicle have... cancer every Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday, and yeah, yeah. I. Uh, um, sorry, that was a weird segue, but uh, no. So, so no face sitting then. But you're doing. I still have a, I still do it every now and then for customs, but um, I don't focus on that as much as I used to. But you're you're you've got your like five core. Yeah, they're my like core core areas for Brightful Girls. So. And yeah, actually, that's a really because that's how kind of I mean now that I think about it, I do have like I would say like five or six core subgenres where it's like female combat, and then it would be. Pro wrestling, boxing, spy versus spy. Yeah, and they're all kind of around the same, you know, you're going into the same overall fetish, fetish. but it's just split up, you know, and more niched out, you know. So, um, uh, well, I'm I'm trying to follow the track, and uh, I think one of the things I always ask people who are at that stage, well, at the stage that you're at is... um, the request that you've gotten that you're like I think <laughs> I did prep you for this earlier but like yeah. the request that you get like you know where you're like um, like I, things you would say like a hard no to and I think I asked this of everyone yeah. every producer like I've asked everybody from, from you to Sensei yeah. things that you would say absolutely no to Well, um, and also the things that you've shot that you were like okay this is really not like what I'm used to but I'm going to give it a shot because why yeah. not yeah I mean I uh you know, obviously, when you bring feet into as a fetish, and especially with giantess, mm-hmm. where you're crushing little men, oh. obviously, I get a lot of guys that will email me like, "Oh, can you shoot something for real, getting crushed, mm-hmm. like a bug or a mouse or a crawfish, yeah. or you know?" And obviously, that's straight up no, you know, never. So it's not even worth wasting your time emailing me about that because I'm not going to shoot it. You're right. a good man, Charlie Brown. Um, most of the time, I wouldn't even answer the email. I'm not even going <laughs> to say. Right, someone asks me to wrestle a crawfish. I'm like, no, yeah. it's not fair. Yeah, I don't want anything for real getting killed. Or... I would get pinned by that crawfish. <laughs> well, he'll pinch you and yeah. then you'll tap out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let me go. Super kid got knocked out by a mouse yesterday. <laughs> um, um, but... So yeah, I won't shoot that. Um, I really won't shoot anything where women are for real getting hurt. Of course. Uh, I just can't do it, you know, if they're getting punched in the stomach for real or, you know, scissored for real and having to get knocked out. I mean, there are producers that shoot that stuff in my area and I really have no respect for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care how turned on the guys get and if that alienates anyone, I'm sorry, but... What if I, uh, I what, what if you it. were in a situation and I, like I'm not I'm not disputing that at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly think I believe in equality, but at the same time, yeah. you know, there's certain things where you go like, okay, uh, what's the message that we're trying to send? But like, if there was a video where like there was a girl that you knew and you knew that she was a submissive and she's like, I really like to get like squeezed and like mm-hmm. I like to get put to the verge of unconsciousness or almost there, and and would you stand against that and be like, no, you shouldn't do that because I. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious because like everyone has their fetishes. I so, like, I, if, if... I mean, 
it doesn't fit with what my scoop is of my store. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your friend said I want to give it a shot for myself, would I you mean, it, I mean, okay, I should specify. I would never put a girl in a situation that she is not okay with it, mm-hmm. or like she isn't aware of what's about to happen to it. Okay, yeah, of course. Um, obviously, if a girl is really into something, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'll say, hey, if you really want to get scissored for real, mm-hmm. that's fine. But as long as you tap out, you know, yeah. I don't want anyone getting knocked out for real. So you would just make make sure she was safe. Yeah. And if I felt like she was in danger in that shoot and the other girl was about to knock her out for real, I would cut immediately and be like, hey, stop, cut. You know? Because we, I think we all know people here who are into breath play. And it's, I've seen, No, no, and, and yeah. I, you know, I know plenty of girls that have, uh, <laughs> you know, personal life and, you know. Exactly, camera. exactly. Um, so I'm always kind I, of I don't judge, I'm not judging that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would never do it. I, I just don't want real, like, girls for real to get knocked out mm-hmm. on, on on my watch. You know, if they want to go shoot for another producer, that's all on them. Okay. But, yeah, that, was, um, that was pretty much my question. Like, yeah, I, like, I'm not against it. I just personally don't want anyone getting hurt and I don't want... To be in a legal situation that if they did get knocked out for real and they didn't wake up, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want that blood on my hands, you know. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. but that that also extends to the male talent as well, because when you absolutely shoot, and, yeah. and 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 yeah, and, and just to specify mm-hmm. that, I I you don't I treat them. guys the exact same yeah. way. I tell the girls when they're shooting with my guys, tap tap tap. I don't want real knockouts. Don't you know if they tap, let let go. Good for you. You know, mm-hmm. and some girls they ignore it sometimes, and That's... I have to cut and yell at them and be like, "Hey, look, <laughs> I get it. You're a sadist. You know, like you, <laughs> you hate, you fucking hate the male talent you're working with right now, and you really want to kill them, but not on my watch. You know, like not in my studio. That's, and I'm that's... sure, and and you know what? I know for a fact that it costs me money. You know, I know guys will probably not buy my stuff because of that, but. I really don't care, you know. Like I've had girls who have shot for me where I've done customs with them, and and they'll be like, "Can you you can you can go ahead and just put me out?" And I'm like, "No, I I can, but I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to." Yeah. And uh, so I get it. Yeah. And that's the worst time to have to burp because now it just it sounds like I'm being unsure of myself. Um, no, that was like totally a burp. They saw they saw me do it. Um, but um, so now we're gonna move on to the stuff that you've shot where it's like, and I don't want to use the word weird or strange because there yeah. really isn't anything weird or strange. To no, us. I mean everything's weird or strange to everybody if you're not into it. Yeah, and know? so, but is there anything out there that you've you've looked at the script and you're like, wow, this is fucking completely <laughs> yeah. new. Oh, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna do it. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, what's I've, been uh, the one that's been? You're like, all right, let me give this a shot. There's uh, many. Of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think I was telling you the other day, I could probably write a book. Uh, and you should. The, I think we're all gonna have books with all the like most you know creative ideas that I've been sent. I think we're gonna be fighting um, it out. Creative on, is a good way to put it. I've had some very creative ideas sent. Oh, to I me. love fans who write fucking intense scripts. I love. Yeah, them. it's um, so much fun to read them. And uh, I mean. Uh, you know, humorous one that I used to shoot in Philly. It's been long enough now. I think I can bring it up. Um, <laughs> the guy. Was, what did they call the statute of limitations? Yeah. It's like yeah, no, no, no lawman will convict me. The guy was into the scene from Star Wars, um, Return of the Jedi, where uh, Leia would choke out Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> 
and she would want he would want me to hire a big fat guy <laughs> to sit in his underwear on the couch and then I would have this little Asian model friend of mine called Amei would come up behind him and wrap her nylons around his neck and choke him out um, not for real of course but uh, just choke him and he'd make that that, tongue, face. that tongue hanging out of no, his no, mouth. No, no, in the movie it's he's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his tongue be going back and forth, his eyes are bulging out, oh his drool God. coming down. Did he have like a little friend in the corner like... Yeah. <laughs> I should have superimposed that in. That, that would have oh. His tail was like this. Oh, God, that's but not I mean, his tail. Guy, that's not his tail. This, I mean, this this fan, I mean, he, he spent... He's, he probably spent over 10 grand. Holy shit. Ordering these clips. Oh, yeah, he used to order... Multiple clips per shoot, He's at least at over a thousand dollars per ping, shoot. Ping by the pound, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but you know, I was like, hey, you know, if that's what you want. And <laughs> but it's when you think about you're it, you're prepared but, to pay for it. I'll so, shoot it. But so you take something, a scenario like that, and you actually step away from it. And you look at it, and you're like, it's actually kind of innocent. You know, it's just like right. this yeah. guy saw this movie. There was a huge character who gets finally destroyed by this beautiful woman. Um, and it stuck with him, as things do when you're a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And the the best way to reproduce that without you being George Lucas and actually putting together a fucking yeah, you know, puppet, it would be to get a huge guy in his underwear <laughs> watching TV, just like laughing like. Have you, ever, have you ever met this guy? Do you even know anything about him? Because he, so he's probably like. He's from huge. Italy. He's probably like a really huge guy himself in his fantasy mm-hmm. used to be. No, I told Jason guy. his name is his email <laughs> handle is like G Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there was that uh, a recent guy I've had. And, uh, M Hamill. He he was really into the uh, Tom and Jerry cartoon, where oh um, Jerry this never, gets this stalked never... around the house by Tom, and then he drinks his potion. And gets super strong and puffs out his chest and his arms come up on his side. I remember this one. He starts walking after Tom and just throwing, like beating him up and throwing him all over the room. And yeah. yeah, and this yeah. guy literally sends me the, and the cartoon on the... YouTube and he's like, "I want you to recreate oh, this, this scene." Is so great. <laughs> the potion, but wouldn't the potion run out? Yeah, then and then they have to go drink more. more. Down, yeah. yeah, but in the in the custom that we do, she's just strong after that. And she has to do the slow walk around the room, <laughs> yes. like be all. And, and he always wants Luna, you know, little oh, little Luna. Oh my god! So it's even funnier because right, you it's her. Send you know? me this fucking. Clip. And she, you know, Luna's so cute, you know. She's like, you know, she like <laughs> stomping around the room and throwing the goal. Like, she's the most adorable. Yeah, we do all these thing. cuts where she like goes to throw and then I like, jump cut and then I make like, the other goal jump like ten feet in the air and. So it looks like you know she's getting like a mini destroyed. trampoline, like boing. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 you know it's fun. I can, what's I mean, funny about that is I can visualize Luna just doing like <laughs> yeah, she's like because she's she's like one of the most emotive uh, yeah. actresses of all time. Yeah, she's great. Um, she's a lot of fun. But I mean, I'm not even you know scratching the surface on some of the out there stuff. I've anything um, recent, Nixon, that you you would like to present. Exhibits. She gets some real out there stuff. I get, well, I shoot some out, out there stuff because I'm into... Well, can I ask you a quick question before we do? Because yeah. we, we talk about the umbrella. Uh-huh. Um, and we talk about how he has like five to six major subgenres. Mm-hmm. What would be yours currently, would you say? Um, well, in my multi-fetish store, it's more of an umbrella. I mean, I have my femdom store, which is exactly what it sounds. Femdom. I have my bondage store, which is exactly how it sounds. It's me getting tied up or tying up other girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but the multi-fetish store, which 
I guess the umbrella would be more appropriate for it. I've over the past couple of years, I've found about five to six things that I really enjoy shooting and things that I can exercise my own creativity into it. One I shot with your wife earlier, the plant. Oh right, but, um, giant I, plant ate yeah, my wife. I'm into the. Um, I'm really into. I'm not into these personally as far as fetishes, but I'm into shooting them. I'm into writing scripts for them. I'm into editing them and make them look really cool. Is like the control fetishes. So mm. like the mesmerize. I can't say hypno. The mesmerize. Um, the you can hear, goddamn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look for it, it's mesmerize. Um, the freeze fetishes are fun to me. I can do some different things with that. I enjoy vor. I mean, there's the vor I shoot for my femdom, which is much different. And then the vor I shoot for the multi fetish store usually involves some sort of inanimate object. So like what you shot today. Right, like coming to life and eating something or I had like this sleeping bag my mo- my mother put a face on it for me and had like these big jaggedy teeth and I put these chompy 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 um these ridiculous sound effects to it and so I, that type of stuff um what else falls in, into that honey got eaten today yeah. sorry I did a I did a uh couch eating clip one time yeah years and years it was ago so much fun with like the girl just falls over the back of the couch like yeah. the monster's eating her from behind the couch and their legs are kicking and the shoes go flying off and i've seen that like yeah. so oh, fuck it's and so then like the um like like going back to the control like i have like a remote control and then so fembots 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 yeah. i do i started to shoot a little bit more of that and it's going well for me um i like where i can like almost change the channel on the model I'll press a, like a button on the remote, and then she'll do something like she'll cook like a chicken or start like going in slow motion, and then she speeds up really fast and she freezes and that type of thing. I shot a clip recently with Tara Mizu. I haven't edited it yet, but Tara's she, awesome. Um, I have this remote, and I turn her into a transformer, and so she does this whole thing, and she tries to transform and. I'll put sound effects in it whenever mm-hmm. I edit it, and it'll be like oh, super man. cool. At the end, she turns into an airplane and like flies away, but it's just Tara being Tara, <laughs> and she's just like. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> it's so, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this about the girls uh, in this business is, we have some really good actresses. Like yeah. people don't really realize just how much oh, yeah. it takes to, to to pull some of this and shit I off. Learned to tailor my scripts to the model. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it's common sense, but you'd be surprised. Nah, people. And they're just like, oh, you can do this, right? And I'm like, that's kind of like more like so-and-so specialty. So when I well, like shoot I, yeah. with girls, I'm like, all right, what's her strong point? Or like, what, like, what, or like, I work with her look. And, you know, Tara has an amazing acting ability and she's goofy as fuck and she'll do the silly stuff. Yep. And she'll do it really well and like put 100% of herself into it. Whereas some other people might be stiff, so they're not going to do anything goofy for me. They're going to do other stuff for yeah. me. But I, since I've been doing more of like the plant animations, like the like taking of the girls and the whole B-movie type of thing that I'm trying to do now, I'm getting these really awesome customs. And it really makes me sad when a guy sends me this amazing script. I'm like, I want to shoot this so and I read it and I get excited and I start thinking about it and I write him back with a price a quote. quote and he's like, oh, I, I only wanted bucks. to pay like $100. <laughs> <laughs> this is a $600 motherfucking custom, motherfucker. Like, you're not going to be 100 That's like, you know, worthy by my makeup on. But then, it makes, but then it makes me sad. But then, but I got this one the other day from a guy 
who he wanted me to like get into bed and whatever. And then I guess I'm reading a book or watching TV, but then my pillowcase starts to eat me. And I'm like, what the? F-? And then you know, and it's 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 eating me. <laughs> and then the pillowcase is obviously too small to eat me. So then I I, I over I overpower it and I push it off of me. Like you do. And then um, so I get up like oh, what the? So I get all snugly again. And then this blanket comes up from the side of the bed. Oh, and that's like, awesome. Grabs my wrist and I'm fighting it and it's like all over me and. It's kind of like it, a poltergeist. Yeah, and thing. then it pulls me like off the side of the bed and then pulls me under the bed. And then um, it, he wanted sound effects, which I love. And I'm like, I really want to do this custom. And you're like, <laughs> that'll like, be $600, sir. So I gave him a price quote, which includes like my modeling fee, like the time it's going to take to do this well, yeah. you know, a yeah. high production value. And I have to pay my camera person because it's going to be a lot better with a camera person than me and a yeah. tripod. And at the end of his email, it broke my little heart. He is, I let this custom to be 10 minutes and I will pay $100 for it. I was like, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, no. I feel like I feel like I feel like some of the fans out there are like Chris Rock in that movie. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Remember where he's like, he's like, I'd like, how much for the ribs? Yeah. He's like, right. oh, that's be ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yeah. Good lord, that's a lot of money. Uh, how much for just one rib? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, we can't just sell you the one rib. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we we love our custom guys and. Yes. Uh, I just, oh, don't think, I just don't think a lot of them understand how much goes into shooting a custom. I mean, right? Especially when, if you're if they're commissioning it from a producer who has such a amazing, an amazingly high production value yeah. and great talent, yeah. and they care about the product, and they're going to take the time like we do to yeah. edit it and make it something really worth their money. Yeah. And they're trying; they don't, they just don't get that that this is how we make a living. Yeah, I mean, just to like read through the custom and like have the models understand what needs to happen can right. take up to half an hour sometimes, you know, right. just to get through the before you even roll in the camera. Right. Yeah, you know, you're like, you have this is what he wants. Let's really go through this and think about step by step how we're going to make it look as good, you know, as good as we can. Uh, yeah. One of the emails I get a lot um, in this business is has always been like a guy who'll get a custom from me, and I charge. I wouldn't say I'm expensive, but I would, definitely not cheap. Oh, right, um, of but they'll get a custom from me, and it'll be something pretty intense. And I'll I'll put it together, I'll shoot it, I'll make sure to get all the the hooks that he wants, and then send it to him. And the guy will fucking freak out about it. He's like, "Thank you so much. This is great." And then I won't hear from him for a while. And then like it'll be like six months later and he'll write me back and be like, so, um, so when I first ordered from you, I actually thought you were a little expensive. So I went to a couple of other oh. companies and I sent them the same script and they said they would do it for like 20% less mm-hmm. or, or 50% less. And I was like, okay, cool. How did that work out? And they're like, He's like, no, not very good. Uh, it was in a ring, and and the person's hand was shaking, and the girls didn't know what they were doing because they weren't being directed well, or the light was really dim, and, yeah. and 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 I was like, oh, so why are you emailing me? Oh, I was just wondering if maybe you want to give another crack. And I'm like, sure, and they'll send yeah. me another script. And so that's happened, and I'm sure yeah. you guys have gotten oh, that yeah. too. Oh, absolutely. Where it's like, oh yeah, we thought th- this other company was going to give us just as much um, passion. It comes down yeah. to anything else in your life, and it's a it's a cliche, but it's so true. You get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time. this job, anywhere else, <laughs> you get what you pay for. You want to bargain shop people? Fine. But you know what? You're going to get a lower product at maybe even a slower turnaround time. I mean, not every... I mean, I 
try to have as quick a turnaround time as possible. I'm honest with a custom client. If I'm on the road, I'm like, I won't get to edit to this day. Or, you know what, I can take the time to edit it now and I'll send it to you when after we shoot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's some, I get custom clients, even I'm sure we all do. Oh, so, you know, I ordered from, you know, they, don't, they never mention names, but yeah. they ordered from sometimes somewhere else. And, they will sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. If you ask. <laughs> it took them a month. Is that normal? No. I, um, no, like I don't think that's normal. Unless it's like an hour of special effects or something. Yeah, right, yeah. that's super crazy. Right, yeah. of course, but some yeah, just for a like standard. That. But I mean, clip, a standard no. clip. Yeah, a month turnaround time. The only time no, I would say, what are you sitting on that clip for? Like, yeah. you've gotten the guy's money. Give him. Oh, you mean like after it's been shot? Yeah. Yes. Oh fuck that's that. What I, mean. I mean, it's one thing if it's because like, like I've been, we've been, we all overbooked. Like we're like, yeah. I'm sure you've had months where you're like, fuck my February. No, like, yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. try yeah. to if, if <laughs> I if oh, I sure. can. I mean, but the I moment it's shot, that's oh no, edit it and send it because you know my my customers, especially ones that you know have other models in them, I may only be traveling to that model or she may only be traveling to me on this day. So it might be three weeks from when you ordered it, which, you know, I'm very honest with the, you know, the customer, like, well, she didn't get this day, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, that's fine. I'm talking about like after it's been shot, like the turnaround time, I'm hearing you from people is like, <sighs> oh, it'd be like a four week turnaround time. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, it's not worth It's not worth like Right, but you say, but, but you say to $100, so did you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> Um, see, I, th- that blows my mind. I didn't realize that people out there were sitting on content after it's been shot. Like, I mean, I, unless you have like a, even then, like even if you have a really long editing cue, then sit down and edit. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to be busy and overbooked, of I just, course. But. Personally, I, I find that's detrimental because I shoot almost every day. And mm-hmm. uh, I shoot, most of my shoots are booked on customs. So right. if I don't have a customer, I generally don't book a shoot but I shoot anywhere between 30 to 60 customs a month right. so if I'm not getting that stuff out literally by the next day the stuff piles up real quick mm-hmm. you know and I don't want to have all that stuff just sitting there well, that's no. just work that needs to pile up and pile up and pile up and then right. before I know I'm going to have like 50 customs out of it right. and that no one wants that yeah, the only thing I can say that I've gotten close to in that respect is when people say like, "Well, hey, can I have if I order this now? Can you shoot it next week?" And mm-hmm. I'll say, "We're booked till January." Well, right. You know, You're still being honest with a customer. Yeah, saying, yeah. Like, but they'll get upset. They'll happen. just be like, "Well, but I really want it, you know, yeah, soon." And I'm like, "I understand. And this is your fetish. I get it." Uh, but like, I literally can't shoot it. I right. have Christmas. I have family, yeah. and I also have all these shoots. Can you know January is that okay? And the moment that I shoot it, I will edit it within yeah. the first couple Straight of days. Away, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. And so, yeah, so it's interesting because, like, but I've never heard of that. I've never actually heard of somebody just, like, yeah, just going, like, content yeah, this guy shot it, like, three weeks ago, and it's just, I saw it, he posted or some they previews. Keep, or they put <laughs> off that they're going to shoot it. I'm not talking about, you know, oh, okay. you know, whatever. But a lot of times I like to get, the, I like to shoot it as soon as I can, of course, and then get it to the customer within mm-hmm. a very timely fashion because I've, I'm sure we've all experienced this as well. They get their first custom from you, and they're like so happy they order another one like right yep, away. Yep, right away. Oh, right I had that away. with uh, Sumiko yesterday. Um, we shot, oh, yeah, right. and I literally edited one of the customs within the immediately, like literally as Santiago was shooting her. Was it like, are you still there? Is she still there? Is she still there? <laughs> yeah, and I knows? sent it to the guy, and he loved it. He was like, "That was an amazing custom. I'd like to order another one." And I'm like. Well, <laughs> I'm not from here. So. She's leaving tonight. And, yeah, yeah, so I, you know, I'm a good guy. I I, gave, I passed on her email and I said, sure. look, this is her email. 
you can go to her and you know she'll shoot i'm sure she'll shoot it for you so but uh that's how i like to operate you know just get it out straight away so uh so moving on um so because i think we we kind of straight off the path which mm-hmm. is totally fine but uh so we're talking we were talking about the umbrella kind of mm-hmm. yep. thing and we're talking about where you're at now we were also talking about uh the the more offbeat customs that you've gotten yeah. lately and and the, so is that the one that you would is that your go-to though like the the job of the hut one or is there anything else out there because like um i was gonna move on to things that, that drive you fucking batshit about the industry because like that's one of the things i think i love talking to um, producers about but i want to make sure that you've got those stories out yeah i mean i uh <laughs> the customs i mean yeah there's um just so man. I mean, uh, <laughs> is there anything that you haven't that you shot and you're like, there was that, you're like uh, I don't know if I can release this. <laughs> yeah, there was that. There was that one um, based off the uh, the movie Meet the, Meet the Feebles. Um, <laughs> there's yeah. that there's that one scene in it with the piano player and he's singing that song One Leg Missing. Mm-hmm. And I had this I had this guy. I fired him now, but uh, <laughs> he uh, loved this that song that one one leg missing song and he would slow down the guy's voice so it sounded super creepy and be like, oh, you got one leg missing or something like that and uh he'd want me to book the girls to like one girl would be the piano player and she would you know pretend she's singing the song and like tapping her feet and it was just based on me shooting her feet tapping on the floor as she's singing this Song. I will. What? I will pay you for this. Group. And he he would want two other girls to be the backup singers, and they would literally have to sit on a table above her. On like, luckily, I had a friend who had a nice big kitchen like marble thing, and I would put two chairs on that, and these girls would sit over her, and they would be tapping their feet on the table, and as the backup like the most dancers. Amazing and, evening. And you know, we would you know. Get through it. I, I, I would have my laptop and I'd have the song and then I'd press play on it and then I'd start recording and they'd be miming along. Like, yeah, you got one leg missing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, why am I shooting this? I'm like, I'm like, why did I even agree to shoot this? Like, come on. You know, so I did He's about four me? or five. I would do like an hour of that. That's I did about four or five for him, and then he, he just got really annoying, and I was like, God. you know what? I like, guess what? I have one fan missing. Yeah. <laughs> but he would start like like emailing me, going, "Can you get? Can you buy a real keyboard and use that in it as well?" And I'm like, "I'm buying a freaking keyboard." <laughs> Like you, you, buy me, you buy me a keyboard. Yeah, no, I said that. I said if you want a real keyboard in the scene, you can buy me it, and I'll I'll use it. <laughs> right. I mean, I like don't... any prop in any custom, if you really want something in the custom, you need to buy it, and I will use it. There, there's a, I'm one of the reasons this podcast even exists is I'm so fucking fascinated by the the, and I've got to say it's the male mind because. Because <laughs> when it comes no, I, it, when it comes to fetishes, like women don't don't bring that shit to the table. Like I and I, I don't want to bring that up as a as a completely separate topic, but it's true. It's I don't true. when you talk to to women's uh, women about their fe- women's <laughs> when you talk to women you talk to women's when you talk to women about their fetishes uh, and they're very they're, they're coming clean. Like it's usually very psychologically kind of set, and you can trace it. And you you get well, it. Standard. Standard. Well. I mean, mostly. Structure. And I, I've met women that like 
that that have really intense fantasies and really intense. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, definitely. But and some of them are fucking bizarrely beautiful. But for the most part, it's the men folk that come up with with that kind of shit. And I remember the first time I really. Um, kind of got it was when I started dating Jacqueline and she was just like well I need you to help me shoot some customs and we would do that all the time for each other yeah. she would film for me I'll film for her this is a Croatian uh, wine by the way it's really fucking good this is our uh, spon- sponsor of this podcast yes <laughs> brought wine. to you by Plavak 2016 we're sipping on some Plavak wine and it's Bora quite tasty Dalmatia. you should go out and buy it right now yes actually. if you're ever in Petr- <laughs> what? Peninsula Croatia Next to Middle Dalmatia. Hey, you're a real podcast now because you're doing the whole... <laughs> yes, product, brought to but... you by Plabak <laughs> Mali. It's a dried red wine. It's made out of poor people. So what we're going to show... It's delicious. It's, yeah. It just tastes like tears and potatoes. Okay. Jackie, do you mind passing... Oh, you already... You're, okay. Would you like a bottle of this Plabak Mali? Plabak wine that we're drinking. Yes. This oh. is made out of a man named Stolbeck. He's a very nice man. I just did a 45-minute custom for a guy the other day where I got roasted on a rack under a red light heat lamp. Oh, nice. Was it like a real heat lamp, or did you just put red lights? <laughs> red light. We, okay. We, well, we, I mean, I don't know. You might be very dedicated to your rats. Well, a little bit of sunburn, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> see how dark I am yes. right now. No, if there's one thing I always say when I see you is, look at that tan. Look at that queer girl over there. <laughs> You and Sarai next. <laughs> it's like which one's which? Exactly. No um, one can ever tell us apart. No, no. Jesus Christ, that girl. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, fuck. Uh, where were we? Shit. Did we just... uh, we'll, no, we we're doing the uh, end of the uh, weird customs. The weird customs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so Jacqueline weird, and I would shoot for each other. Uh, see, my brain is working better today because I remember that shit. So, but like Jacqueline, just you know, we'd film for each other, mm-hmm. and most of my customs, it was like you know combat but like she yeah. would do some that were like mostly sleepy fetish peril and like you know superhero and stuff like that and then one day she's like oh shit I mean do you have, know anybody who has like a phone Ew, what is this? that's um sediment oh my yeah. sedimentary dear Watson it's, it's, so you it's can, the guts of a uh, tiny man Jacqueline that ground will, up into oh, your yum. <laughs> oh yum oh tiny man I'm going to eat you <laughs> that is the, that is that is literally Plavik from Dalmatia <laughs> it's wine fiber it's wine good fiber. for you and you're you gonna, drink it? It's tan. She, no, oh. it's in there. She's like, it's solid wine? Fuck yeah. So Jacqueline gets a, an actual phone, like, uh, but it has to be a, a, a push-button phone. Oh. Yeah. And so this guy's fetish is for her to pick up the phone and make, the, make a phone call. And it's the fingers going in really tight to the buttons and like beep bop boop bop boop and dialing the numbers and then her making a phone call. I don't remember if, if there was actually making those noises though. Didn't you insert the well, noises? Well, like beep 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 beep. Did I get the did I get the, the tone wrong? I've shot you're that custom for the people. You're on a landline before. or if you're on a payphone, there's a big difference in the button sound. It's a yeah. whole another type of custom. But so but he wanted you to insert the sounds, right? So you have to actually find the sounds, download them. He wanted me to have the phone close enough to the camera that he could actually hear the sounds that the phone was making. I've shot that custom for other people before. Oh my god! And I, I think Maybe I had the same guy. And I, I had, think it's the same guy. It was um, I, I was another producer hired me. I don't want to say me. his name on, on the air. I don't know his name because it wasn't touch my custom. Tone. But it was last year at FatCon. I worked with Sophia Stone, and she had this custom, and I had, and they had to actually bring 
their own phone because this guy wanted a, like the avocado 70s green phone oh that's a very specific phone and they had we, we shot in the hotel rooms so we had to take the hotel phone off and put the thing in oh, and you i had to you know push the buttons and i had to call actual numbers and try to have conversations i'm like i don't know so who to dirty. call so i called live links remember that chat Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> and I, I mean, I wasn't gonna pay, obviously. So I tried to get as far as I could and try to like, leave, like, listen to guys like, "Hey, I'm Rob, and I do blah 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 blah, and I love a girl with a good sense of humor," and <laughs> and I would leave them messages like, "Hi." Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like going to a speakeasy and drinking giggle water. Yeah. <laughs> I think I called. Um, Duke Energy also to hear the recording because fuck you Duke Energy <laughs> yeah I don't think Jacqueline even went that far it was just the, the pressing of the button maybe it was a different guy and she would go when she was in New York she would go to actual you know phone booths and film herself Kobe uh, had that custom because Muzzler helped her shoot it because it's one of his favorite stories to tell he had to take her to a payphone to a payphone yeah. and, and they're very hard to find now yep oh yeah and she had to actually make phone calls and pre- or she had to press buttons <laughs> And he was like, it was the most bizarre thing. And she was like, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Once again. To and this day, if I see a payphone anywhere, I always think about doing those customs. Really? That's the yeah. only thing I could think of. Just contacting the guy and be like, hey, look what I found. <laughs> and then Santiago got fucking mugged, but we it was worth it. <laughs> Ancient relic. Got two minutes of footage of me going, bleep, blah, bleep, blah. Bleep, blah. But once again. The male mind is amazing because when it comes to female fetish, as far as I've experienced so far, and I, I know there's exceptions to every rule. I've mm-hmm. talked to our friend, um, oh God, we uh, <laughs> uh, with Mary Meow, uh, she, who we just had some burgers with, and she was telling me these amazing stories about you know cartoons she watched when she was a kid and how that kind of like you know inspired her to have these very interesting domination fetishes and it was like Captain Planet mm-hmm. you know it's like it was just like this huge guy with the fucking red mohawk <laughs> oh, yeah. you know and so like it was really intense like 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 shit but like that's the exception to the rule because like when it comes to the male fetish like it's I'm at, at this point I'm not surprised by anything but back then when she was like I literally just need to go like bleep blah bloop blah bloop and that's the thing yeah that's, that's gonna thing. get this guy yeah hey you splooge yeah. Beep bop sploosh plop. <laughs> Beep bop sploosh plop. Oh man. Bleep bop sploosh wipe. Um, so we were going somewhere, I think, with this I think line of. We're going to ask him some other questions. No, of course. We're gonna, we were talking about, um, uh, the, you know, the, not the strangest, obviously, but just the most out there thing that you've shot. We, we, we've covered that. Um, but one of the things that we as producers uh, love to do, and you, you, we talked, we admitted to this last night, just kind of chit-chatting, was like, you know, we like to vent. And um, <laughs> people look at what we do for a living, and um, I, I, I agree with them. Uh, the fans that we have who tell me, like, man, this is such a, you have, like, the dream job. And I'm like, I can't fucking lie. I can't say no. Like, yeah. I really enjoy what I do. And yeah, absolutely. Even at the worst, even when you're like, oh, I have a hangover and I didn't sleep last night. I'm going to have Nixon stand on my head. I've got to shoot seven. Gotta and Nixon's shoot. like, I'm hungover and I'm going to sit Jason's I head. know. I've got to stand on Jason's head and I'm fucking, that's like balance and... Yeah, that actually them. really does suck shooting face standing when you're hungover. It and I sucks have done shooting it. when you're hungover. So, yeah, I don't care what you're doing. Period. Period. Fe- Period. Fe- Period. Yeah. Especially. 
Yeah. Oh. oh, I stopped. I stopped. And that's one of the things like people have, have contacted me about FedCon. They're like, oh, how can you shoot this person and this person? And I'm like, no, because <laughs> I'm there to just party and hang out with friends. And whereas a lot of people go there to work yeah. right. because they're smart. Me, I'm just the guy who's just like, I just want to get drunk and hang out with people I haven't seen in like yeah, I can't seven imagine a hotel room is very conducive for what you shoot. Yeah, though. and we can so, do it though. Like, I can totally yeah, do some leg drops on the bed, but like, um, you know, uh, or I can do like, like spy versus spy stuff for you. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Tracy Jordan and Kayla Lael did an amazing like uh, Harley Quinn versus Batgirl thing. And it was just them kind of beating each other up all over this little hotel room. But uh, I can make it work, but at the same time, it's just like when you go, when I go there, I just want to see you guys. I'm like, yeah. Where's Nixon? Is she at the bar? I'll be right there, you know, and, and then we'll get... We'll get her selfie. I'll see you later. Yeah, we'll get loaded at 5 yeah. p.m. But um, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. But uh, so, but the thing is, it is an amazing job. I really enjoy doing it, but we have our fucking pet peeves. And I was going to ask Jason Ninja to mm. lead us in because there are things I'm sure that drive you fucking bad shit. And it's yeah. every dream job has its, 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 its shit. Yeah. I mean... Uh, there's a lot, a lot of things that are annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to so it's hard to present job. this question because I know you're um, probably right now going like, well, I want to say this, but I don't want to insult anybody. But yeah, there's, there's no, I mean, you know, uh, like, where do I begin? Yeah, where do you start? There's uh, where do I start? Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think where I started. Uh, well, we did kind of address a little bit of it earlier with the emails and and the people assuming that you're going to do a customer for like X amount of money. When yeah, I mean it. it okay, <laughs> yeah. So taking for granted is a huge pet peeve of mine. I mean, people that don't respect that what we do is a real job. Yeah, you know, it is a real yes. job. I mean, it's. I actually went to school. You know, maybe not directly to shoot fetish porn, but. Sure. To produce videos, I went to school for that. I paid good money for that. You know, I yeah. I did an apprenticeship doing that, editing, yeah, graphic design, marketing, every th- little thing that I went to school for, college, I'm putting into use now. And it's just because it's in the adult industry doesn't make it any less. You know, yeah. No. I mean, the adult industry is a billion dollar a year industry, and it's a real industry. Yeah. And if people, anybody could do it, then everyone would. So yeah. A lot of people try. You know, yeah, there's a lot of people that try, you know. There's a lot of people that... But they don't put any real... Want to be a, uh, you know... Not real. A three-star Michelin chef. And they end up working <laughs> at McDonald's. You know, sorry. <laughs> like, not everyone can be that that level. But um, I'm not saying I'm, like, the cream of the crop. But, you know, I, I do... Cream of the crop. I, I like, think I'm, I'm successful at what I'm doing. Um, you it, are. Yeah. I would say you are. Sucks. Absolutely. <laughs> it just sucks when people are like, you're oh, hanging out, you're you're hanging just, out with uh, Nixon right now, man. Come yeah, on. exactly. You know, I don't get to hang out with girls like Nixon every day. I know. So it's like, hey, you know, I, I work hard. My life isn't all that fancy. You know, yeah, I, I go on trips every now and then when I can afford it. You've seen it. the world. Yeah, I travel. <laughs> but I mean, my average day is, you know, waking up, editing clips updating my store promoting stuff yeah. shooting there's a lot more mundane involved that people don't really going to dinner briefly with some friends coming back home editing more getting <laughs> some sleep yeah, yeah replying to emails then i was maybe, very surprised by how early you go to bed by the way yeah then maybe watching a movie at 10 p.m it's jason ninja i'm just like jason Ninja's coming to town i better fucking start flexing and like staying up really late yeah right and he shows up he's like no, uh, i'm gonna be in bed by 10 p.m i'm like fuck you 
don't know how to stay up and stare. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I've, I've gone to bed uh, around one. Yes. Minimum every night I've been here. So. Yes. Well, I mean, because you have to adapt to your surroundings, and there's no yeah. goddamn way we're going to let you go to sleep. Yeah. But I mean, I, I wake up at like, I treat it like a real job, you know. I wake up at eight, I get my shit done, oh, I do no, my I feel emails. like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I tell everyone, it's like, I, I started in this industry. Sleeper kid wakes up at... at 10.30? Whatever. You came out of your bed to get 11. 11.31. Jason and I were like, we were like working already. Let's just call it 11.59 a.m. <laughs> Let's just make that so it's still in the a.m. I was here at like 8.45. I feel, I, I don't know. I just Why feel, are you guys putting me on front street? Like, <laughs> I, just, I just feel dirty if I'm like, if I wake up after 12. I just I don't feel like dirty it. about it. I'm I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I just miss four hours of the morning that I could have done. I so. agree with you 100. percent I, I feel unless <laughs> I'm like sick. I have a cold shower. I'm like, <laughs> I like to get up between eight and nine. Usually, I roll out of bed realistically between nine and nine thirty, and I start the coffee and I get right on the laptop. You know, yeah. sure you do this. I, I know you do the same. Thing. And even if I don't get out of bed, I'm I, I'll wake up at eight and do my emails on my phone. Yeah, I do for maybe an thing. hour. Check and then at nine, right. I'll roll out of bed, make my coffee, and then it's not working. But you know what's funny? The last couple of days, I've been, I don't know if it's just something in my brain, a chemical that's been fucking misfiring, but I've been waking up at like nine in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'll get up, and I'll go to the bathroom. you're preparing for me, because you know, you're <laughs> And me. Well, we have Jason yeah, coming. Exactly. He's going to be... No, but I'll wake up, and then I like go to the bathroom, and, and, and just kind of, you know, because I have to pee. I'm oh, like, I gotta yeah. go... Yeah, sorry, I'm a man. I have to go piss. And then... Uh, and then I would go back to bed, and Jacqueline's like, kind of like half awake, going like, "What are you? What the fuck are you doing up?" And I'm just like, "I don't know. I'm just I'm fucking up." <laughs> and then, um, and then I would try I'm, to fall back asleep. I'm affecting you. Yeah, and then sometimes I would, <laughs> yeah, but but my wife has been conducive to it because like I'll just go like, you know what? I can't sleep anymore. I'm gonna go to the office and get some work. Yeah. And she's like, "No, stay in bed." <laughs> but um, eventually, I think maybe maybe that'll happen to me. Maybe my brain will start to slowly switch towards the the light side of the forest yeah I just feel like if I'm not if I haven't done a significant amount of work by 12pm I feel like I've wasted the whole day oh and I'm like, I agree with you 100%. I'm like god damn it Jason what? what the hell have you done it's 1pm and you've done shit <laughs> and I'm like and the opposite like if by 12pm I've taken a decent decent shit, shit then I'm good yeah. <laughs> and I can start working so. well I usually shoot at 12 Twelve or one, so that's why. Yeah, same. Ah, there you go. I want to get my morning stuff done. Oh, okay. okay. Here's why I think you don't think like we do, Hmm. because you don't have the clip sell mentality. Oh yes. You have your membership site, so you aren't like handcuffed to your daily sales. Oh, you have to keep your because your membership site isn't update driven like a site clip for sale is. When you're on clip for sale, if if you're not on top of that shit, like early in the morning. To get the sales rolling in, mm-hmm. your end like amount that you've made for the day is gonna be shit. Yep. So like the earlier you get up, the earlier you start promoting stuff, getting your stuff. Because to if you're the done people. shooting something by noon, then you can have it edited by like one or two. Well, I I, I, I try to have my updates done before released before early morning every day. Yeah. Same so thing. the sales build throughout. So you the used day. to do it the night before. 
Yeah. Or yeah. the morning. Or when I wake up. Okay. Or if I wake oh. up at like eight. Oh, because you can put it schedule it to go live. Right. Well, yeah. membership site, it just goes up on Tuesday, whatever. But then you want to promote, start promoting that clip as early as possible, like mm-hmm. eight a.m. You want that? You want people seeing it, like hey. Oh, but that's eight a.m. Your standard time. Like, yeah. What yeah, about the rest right. of the world? But the but clip for sales on the East Coast, so their sales. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, okay. Uh, like the East, you know, EST. However, I'm sure we both have a lot of come. come customers in europe so you yeah, kind of have to as well. yeah right you kind of have to i was wondering about that because like, i know those guys least, who you know when we post our stuff on first for sale to pop off we have to think about the european client because exactly majority yeah. of my clients actually are in europe so my I thing can't is, deny them and they well, i yeah. want them to buy clips when they wake up yeah exactly okay. so so i mean i it's all preloaded to pop off at times and now that you know it, it's when you are shooting for that it like makes you stick to a rhythm you know you're mm-hmm. like okay every day i need to be up at this time because if i'm not if i'm not waking up till 12 all my competitors have already got jump on me right if i wake ah. up at 12 my european client is getting home from work wow you know so i've already missed yeah so that, that that's why and and that's makes sense to me now that i think about it why you guys don't give a shit about waking up early because if I was, you know, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that there's nothing bad with that. No, I mean, no, 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 if no. I had a super fucking hardcore popular, you know, membership, membership site, site like you guys have, I'd probably be the same way. I'd be like, I don't need to get a fucking it. These fucking idiots, Jason and Nixon, fucking retards, getting up at fucking 8 a.m. That is not you know, at like, all how I see I know, guys. but I'm just saying. I, I, I would Look understand it. getting up at 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it would make more sense, you know, because I'm like, I'm making a hundred fucking grand a day just fucking waking up at 1 p.m. You know, like... Shit, I wish that could be this. <laughs> Fuck. I just wake up at 1 p.m. just because that's my chemistry. Yeah. Like, it has... Not, like, I, I... When I do wake up early and I have the energy to work early, it feels great because I can see yeah. there's sunshine and, you know, you can go I get... just feel so much more productive. Like, I'm I, a night owl by nature. And my yeah, mom me too. too. But it gets more and more now the older I get and, you know, the more you're running oh, my own even. business... It's no, it's it's not that I want to go to bed early, but you know, if I'm up at one and I'm at, if I'm up until one a.m. and I'm at home, I'm up at, until one a.m. because uh, I'm working online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not because I'm like uh, fucking off doing something. Yeah. Or whatever. You're I not mean, playing Overwatch or something. Like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, like me. You know, and if I'm not working online, it's I'm just having some downtime with my boyfriend, and we're just like getting or, it, we're in bed. And that's cool TV too. Until we fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're not out partying or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you want to get you want to get the bulk of your work done in the early hours of the day, mm-hmm. and then you can enjoy the evening and the night right because if you promote like it in the evening at least for I'm, I'm sure you're very similar with your clientele if you're promoting in the evening yeah you get your east coast people in the states you'll get the west coast people because they're three hours behind mm-hmm. us you've missed your european client ah completely you've they're completely, all in bed they're in bed so you yeah. promoting that or you promoting your stuff at like six seven o'clock at night they're in bed they're yeah. not buying your stuff yeah, they're, they're not, not looking for you it's a weird thing because <clears throat> the way I see it, and I don't want to give. I mean, shit. I guess this is. I guess this is a trick of the trade. But like, I always edit, and I'm uh, sorry. I always release my updates like on a Thursday, Thursday evening. But you have membership sites. So it's different, you know, because my membership site, I do my updates. I have two updates per week right now because yeah. it's it's new, and I do Saturday and Tuesday, and they're all preloaded, of course, you know, and then they just show up on Tuesday and Saturday, whatever time the server has them go off. You know, but for a clips for sale, it's such an up oversaturated, update driven 
format mm-hmm. that you know all my stuff is preloaded like I don't wake up and put clips up usually unless I'm behind but all my stuff is preloaded so my clips for sale most of my stores my bondage one is one is run very differently my first update goes up 8 30 ish in the morning and the next one goes up noon ish 30 ish and then like a 5 30 ish oh, and then like Christ. it goes up then the last one goes up like because I have different formats like yeah, the same yeah, clip. Yeah. whereas membership site you put one format up and that's what you get um but clips for sale is so update driven that you want your store to be seen on that front page mm-hmm. as being newly updated several times throughout the day because the average customer logs, oh, what's new? Well, I don't see Nixon anywhere. Or they're not even looking for you, you know. But they, yeah, the same was it's going to make the dick odd. They're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buy that one. But so, don't, don't. I mean, it's all preloaded. Do of fans, do off. fans just, I mean, this is weird for yeah, me. Yeah, there's bookmarks, of course. But That's what I, I was mean, thinking. Because when I was younger sure. and I was, I was but scouring. But you have the, to let them know that you're there as well, you know. Yeah. Like you gotta emails. be in that. you got to be in their face. Like, hey, look, I have a new clip. Here out. I am. Jerk off to me. Um. Twitter, you know, Twitter forums, <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. That's Ooh, how you. That would be a really to... good clip store name. Because you, you, you're like clip. you're competing against. It's just a shot of you with those things that you use to bring in like a plane. I mean, my bondage store I opened this past spring, and it was store number one hundred and twelve thousand. So, and I have a friend who I do some editing work for. Her store, <clears throat> she opened it over the summer. Her store is number 115,000. So there is probably at this point 121,000 stores on Clips for Stores. Clips for Sale. Mm. So you want to make sales? You're you going to get up at 8 a.m. to promote yeah, you wanna, your shit. And, and, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You have to treat running a Clips store like a real job. Like yep. you have to get up early in the morning. You have to start working like when everyone else starts working mm-hmm. eight or nine and even worse you got to work past 5 p.m you got to usually work till like nine or ten you mm-hmm. know so i mean but you know but in saying that i mean we have a nice little break in between that oh, like sure, where we go out for dinner go get some drinks and maybe have a cigar or, you know whatever yeah, but usually I mean, yeah you know. but usually i'll you know i'll go home after a night out and jump straight back on my computer and Start editing again, or getting a custom. Maybe I before I went to dinner, I started a render a render of a custom. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. good for the fans to hear this. Yep. You know, Actually, like, when we left, when we left tonight to go eat, I, I left like three yeah. things rendering. So it's like, exactly, yeah. you know, like we'll shoot. You know, like I'll do my morning update, so get my marketing done. Then I'll shoot at twelve, usually twelve to two or twelve to three. Yeah. And then as soon as I'm done shooting, you do say your goodbyes to the girls, you're starving, your fucking your stomach's eating itself. Yeah. You know, I'm like, just give me a second, I'm just gonna download the clips off my camera, and then you quickly do that, and then if you aren't too hangry, you'll be like, all right, let me just stop a fucking edit real quick, and you do a quick edit, and then you go out for dinner, and then, you know, you're out for a while, a few drinks, come home, it's like 9 p.m. at that point, mm-hmm. hey, you know, clip's ready, Email the guy. Here's your custom. You know, like it's nice to be able to do that. But you know, yeah. And but most jobs, you don't. You're not expected to work that that long. Yeah. You know, always. You working for yourself is almost like a privilege. You know, to be able to 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 do Mm -hmm. it and do it well and and you make a living doing it. Uh, What and it's and it's a luxury. It's very nice. However, 
I work, you know, and we all work so much harder working for ourselves than we do for other people, but it's so much more satisfying to me because I'd rather work twice as hard for myself oh, than I was yeah. making somebody else money, you know? And I'm like, oh, you work for yourself, you make your own schedule. Yeah, I sure do, but you know what? My schedule is worse than yours. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. schedule is busier than yours. And I think, I mean, yeah, and we all put that kind of effort into what we, you know, produce. Um, mm-hmm. In my case, like I, I don't, I don't have the clips for sale store, but I do have like you said, like a, you know, a a clips site. a membership site, or or it's not even a membership site. It's just a clips. It's basically the pay-per-view, it's a pay per view. Right? It's a pay per view. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but with that, I always have to look at it in, in terms of weekend psychology, is what I, I've called it. And Jacqueline and I, we we talk about it because like it's one of those things where. We, we we try to like do a weekend release because we know like Jacqueline does her Thursday nights and I'll do like my Friday days mm-hmm. or something like that and I know because like you know for 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 us the you know I I rely a lot on like the bookmarking to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. kind of feel of like people going like okay well they're just gonna they're gonna subscribe to your site they're gonna keep checking it and see if it gets updated yeah. um, consistency is key no matter what exactly and so and I'll tell them I'll, and 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 one of the great things I think that's worked out really well it has been. Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you can go, hey guys, there's going to be an update this Thursday. Twitter's I know it's amazing. I know it's Monday now, mm-hmm. but just Thursday night, start checking the site. You know, hit refresh, and it'll be there. And uh, we found that most guys that are single will start fucking actively, really surfing like around Friday night. You know, yeah. some guys come get home from work. They don't have a wife. They don't oh, have a kid. Go out yeah. for drinks mm-hmm. for Friday night after work. Drinks. Yeah, and they're horny. They're horny. Saturday the club, you know, the, yeah. the blue balls, like hey, yeah, bright football. Guess like, what? No one's wrestling at the strip yeah. club, and no one's wrestling at the strip club. So yeah. you go back home, you settle in. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday's a big one. Sunday's fucking huge. Well, For, today was what? Today Sunday. Today right? Sunday, yeah. Today was my biggest day of the month. There you go. Shit, I just gave people away. Well. But uh, I would love to hear the fans uh, email me on this one because I'm I'm really curious about how Sunday works. I'm assuming it's because it is like that day. Hey, it's, I've like, got a theory on that. Okay. Yeah. I always find I'm the horniest when I'm hungover. <laughs> like, seriously, like when I'm you're the really <laughs> when you're really hungover, your dick is super sensitive, and you're like, "Fuck, I want to jerk off right now." Come on, Santi, you know. Am I right, Jackie? Jackie's giving us some look at. Jackie's giving us. And this whole day, I've been like, my brain thinks it's Monday. <laughs> That's why my dick has been like, it's Monday, right? You. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Jack- Jackie's like. You know what it is? I always thought it was like the family thing, like when when Sunday hits, like the, the kids want to go out and do something, and the mother wants to go and. Sh- all those good. And it's talents. the the father gets it. The, the, the dad gets to stay at home and like. Get on, be on his computer for like a couple of hours with the, with no kids. Well, I always no figured kids. all the good Christians went to church Sunday morning, right? And they came home like, well, I did my good deed for the week. I'm so I'm just going to fucking, uh, yeah, what's Nixon's got? Uh, what is Nixon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. she's tied up. She's you know what? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have oh, a fetish. Jesus Christ. Oh, He's in that God, shiny no, room. I have yeah. a fetish. <laughs> I have a fetish for girls who wake up and start working like at 8 a.m. <laughs> I know she's from Minnesota. Oh, right does, does she upload that right now? <laughs> I'm gonna go have a breakfast bar and then I'm gonna jerk off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but with with the clips with my store, it's different because but but I, I realize now with clips for sale, it's gotta be like gotta yep. make sure you have this hit, you know, here, here, and here. To be consistent, consistency is the key. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, but there's gotta be there's gotta be people who bookmark your store and they just go. No, they do. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, you I, can I, I would Google s- an analytics code into the clips for yeah. sale thing, and you can 
Oh, almost never. all my. I have no idea what that means. I would say probably ninety percent of my guys have my store bookmarked. Yeah, mm. I haven't checked. They're not any. coming. Most of my sales aren't coming from me posting my link or. I mean, you know, it's stuff people like who that. have found you and they just go. Yeah, know. I mean that, that's maybe five percent of my guys. Most of my main guys are like loyal fans that have been mm-hmm. there for a long time. You know, I love. They love this. the BFG look. They love the goals that I mm-hmm. have. They like. Okay, let me let me. Uh, this is kind of a funny theory that I have. Um, I've over the years I've heard a lot of other male producers say it's not about the the male talent doesn't matter. It's just a, about the goals, and I kind of call bullshit on that. Because I call it I'm bullshit like, because I know you, and I think that you do matter. And it definitely matters. And it definitely I, matters. and I'm not saying I'm special in any way, or you know, Sandy's special in any way, but. I, this is my theory. You have your favorite sitcom shows or your favorite TV shows. You you get addicted to them because of the characters and the actors that are involved mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. You get used to seeing those characters in those roles. Right. And you want to keep watching that show because you can identify with those characters. The minute you try to replace one of those actors with a different person... Like the multiple Becky's. It turns you off. Yeah. (laughs) But it turns you off. You're like, oh, fuck. You know, I don't want to watch this show now. Like, that guy, I fucking love seeing that guy as that character. Mm -hmm. Right. Now I've got some new guy. Like, you kind of get pissed off about it. It's the same in Fetish, you know. Like, they love seeing Santi, you know, knocking out girls, like, slamming them, pole driving them. The minute, you know, if Santi, like, got me in today and was like, you know what? I'm taking the day off, Jason. You're gonna pole drive all these fucking calls. <laughs> I guarantee you, his fans would fucking revolt. They'd be like, "What the fuck, Jason? You know, Sandy? What the hell are you doing?" Well, it would be it was this guy. Like, we don't want to see but, him do but this shit. It would be the flip side if suddenly I'm the guy getting trampled exactly. and I'm the guy getting scissored. People are gonna be like, "Wait, what's where, exactly. where did Jason yeah. go?" Yeah, and that's my point. It's when guys are a fan of a store, they get used to seeing, seeing the like, same Where's Nixon? Talent. There's some girl named Flixen. Who the fuck <laughs> <is>? <laughs> <laughs> Looks a lot like Jason wearing a dress, but you know. <laughs> but I, I, I just call it, the, I call it the sitcom effect. Jason like it's, um, the, the All the talent matters on a store. You know? yeah. I agree with you. Guys want to see the same people in the clips. Mm-hmm. The minute you try to switch them out, and that's what I try to explain, and this will, will probably lead into another yeah. area. Sure. Um, when guys email me, they're like, hey, you know, I'd love to be in a Brady for Girls video. Mm. Hey, you know what? I, mean, I would love you too to be in a Brady for Girls video, but I can't just throw any random guy into one of my clips because my fans will get mad. I would love to play uh, John McClane in a Die Hard film. Guess what? There's Suck already somebody up. who's doing it really well. Exactly. Right. And his name is Bruce yeah. Fucking Willis. You know, we're not in the business of just, you know, <laughs> I think no one knew giving giving random fans of like living their fantasy out by yeah, being yeah. in the clip. I'm not saying it can't happen. It can because it has, and I've had guys be in clips. Or they paid to be in clips. You know, um, I don't need guys to be in my clips. You know, I have professional. Guys. You have your 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 formula has been set. Yeah. And so is Nixon's, and so is, is mine. And you know, yep. and one of the things I've, I've really admired about Nixon's stuff too is just your your camera work is really good. Like oh, I, I like your the framing, the color. Like every time I see you post a thing on on 
on Twitter, I always look at the vidcaps because I'm always looking at other people's work, yours as well, you know, like uh, Carrie Spectrum, Kelly mm-hmm. Logan, all these people who have, you know, they pay attention to composition and you guys really do. Like you get pay attention to like the color and the, the, the lighting and just, you know. artistic background. Yeah, where's, really where's my light balance. source, you know, yeah, here's you know. my white balance. Just exposure, just making sure that someone's not washed out. You know, yeah. and it's little things like that that I notice, and that's when I go like, "Oh fuck, that's really cool. That looks really good." And even though it's not my fetish, like I'll look at it and be like, "If it was my fetish, I'd be so excited to be able to yeah. like go like, fuck, it's gonna be so well lit, and like it's gonna be like the sound's gonna be crisp.'" And yeah, and I think that's what I try to provide to my fans. When Jacqueline gives me, I've been married to Jacqueline since March and I've been with her for like over seven fucking years I don't know how I sounded like I didn't know if I was sure about that but no (laughs) we've been together for seven years plus but I've been married with her uh, married to her since March but like one of the things that I still to this day I'm nervous nervous is when she hands me that camera and goes film for me because I'm like I want to do this really well for you I want to make sure that you know what I shoot is going to be what your fans want to see Yeah. and you guys have a handle on that which is really really good and I think it's one of the reasons that people keep coming back to your sites and to your stores because I like I said even you like the um, I, I noticed you were working on it earlier but like you were it was a shot of something you had shot mm-hmm. and then underneath like even just the, no, the font you were using with the titles like oh, it just my, yeah found, um, it looked really cool I was just, like, yeah yeah and so I was like even just the presentation of that I was like this person cares about their product way more than site Updated goes up Tuesday. Way more than just going like I just want to get this out there as fast as possible. It's like Sandy, I want to... you need to look at Katniss right now. Oh, she does that all the time. Oh. <laughs> That's her happy oh. luck fat cat face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally she's giving you guys a slow blink. She loves you. She's very happy right now. I don't know that or she just got gas. <laughs> Um, but so there's a um, God, we can talk forever. But there's a there's a couple of a, a, a moment. There's a key thing that I want to talk about because I think it's something you and I discussed the other night, and I couldn't stop laughing. And I want to I want to uh, hear yeah. the story. Um, so there's a story that Jason told me that uh, Jacqueline and I. Uh, so I can lead into it again because please do. Yeah. Um, but I also I had I want, I, I want Nixon to, to yeah, yeah her she, version she'll have a version of it too. I was asking Sandy, you know, I was like, okay, you know, a lot of people don't understand, but there's you know what? a big let me, difference. Let me, let me do this. Let me let me give you my version of the story because right. uh, then people, mine is not as good as yours by even an inch, but this is the story we want to tell is when you have someone at your website that you think you have a certain rapport with but they're on a different page and you, but you think you're on the same page and so the way it worked out for me so there was a beautiful model that came to work for us I'm not going to name her but she came in and she was you know she was a kid she well was like, let me let me just say this real quick because yes. this is going to help you even more okay I asked Santi have you ever f- seen a big difference between when you hire a porn girl uh, as opposed to a fetish girl. Yes. So this girl had come down with mm. uh, with Raya, Raya Fed. Yes. Um, mm. uh, uh, previously known as Addie Juniper. Um, I hate to say, but yeah, everyone. I, <laughs> I hate she, to say it. That's, no, no, she she, was. she doesn't want to. Yeah, but I understand. Yeah. But I, but she is to me. You know, I. I, I know, know, she's always Addie to, to us. Me. Exactly. Right. We love Addie. <laughs> but but she's Raya. So Raya Raya Fed, and she's amazing. And so she brings in a, a friend of hers to to work with us. And she is obviously, the moment she walks in, I'm like, this girl's done pretty much just porn. 
And so I'm trying to explain to her, like, this is combat, and I, you know, and she's, the girl, to her credit, like, fucking took to the direction very well. She knew how to do the facial reactions, and she really was okay with doing the -the over-the-top acting, and I was like, that's awesome. But there was a custom we had with a pro wrestler named Lacey, who is very much professional, and and she's like, it was, uh, had a bunch of pile drivers in it. And, uh, and Lacey and I are both very, very serious about pile driver <clears throat> application because it's, 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 it's a very intense move and you have yes. to make sure it's applied safely. And so we're talking to her about it and she goes, like, I know how to do that. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, I've got, yeah, I've done it a thousand times. And I'm like, oh, well, good. Well, you know, show Lacey your form and like, make sure that you guys can work with each other. She's like, oh, I can do it right now. And she gets on her fucking, she does this handstand and her legs go straight up and then she like, they kind of bend down to the sides and she's completely balanced, which is very impressive. <laughs> and I'm just like, she's completely upside down, handstand, legs kind of bent like a, like a Y. And I go, what is that? And she goes like, it's a pile driver. And I go, what, what are you talking? Oh shit. Okay, it's the one where the guy fucks you while he's standing next to you, but his the dick guy is like is the yep. pile driver. his dick is, is you straight earth. down, yes. bitch. His <laughs> dick is hard, but he's pointing it down and he's doing the. Yeah. She is the earth that he's exactly. Yeah, and so Lacey is laughing so. F- oh, she's like, oh my fucking god, and I just go like, no, wrong pile driver. Uh, but let me show you the way to do it. And to her credit, she fucking took those perfectly and nailed them. But that was my first experience of working with someone who was a porn star who approached us with that kind of demeanor of like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. And so yeah. Jason replied with this tale. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, was, I had this shoot booked with a very famous porn star. I mean, this girl is one of the cream of the crop been around for probably over, over 12 years no she's not Jen Jameson but <laughs> she's uh she probably would have been around the same time I mean she's I think she's in her late 30s now but um I had her booked and she's still beautiful extremely hot had her booked with one of my best girls uh, Sasha Fox and um she hadn't done a lot of fetish so I was like gonna ease her in to my stuff I was like okay so the first clip we're gonna do is gonna be a, a just a basic straight up point of view foot humiliation clip <laughs> and she's like okay okay you know so what do you want me to do and I'm like so you and Sasha you're gonna sit on the couch you're gonna put your feet up just soles up to the camera and you're just gonna talk shit and you're gonna make fun of the guy watching and make fun of him having a foot fetish and saying that it, he can never deserve you and this and that. And I'm like, so it's really easy. You know, I'm just giving you a, a easy first clip. And she's like, okay, I get it. Uh, and then she looked really confused. And I'm like, uh, do you have any questions? And she's like, yeah, um, I'm a little confused because, because like the table that I was having them put the feet on, I was about a foot back from it with the camera. And she's looking at me. She's like, how am I going to reach your dick from back here? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're, my dick is not in the scene. You're not touching my dick. There's my, no dick. My dick's in the trailer right yeah, now. I'm in a trailer. It's retired from the scene. You're just talking shit to the camera. That's all you need to do. It's really easy. I swear it's easy. But it's sold up. Sasha's looking at me. Give me a fucking look like... Are you serious right now? This is happening. And she's kind of trying not to laugh. And I'm like, 
So all you gotta do, let's rehash this real quick. Oh Feet God. up, talk shit. Got it? Good. And she's like, okay, I think I got this. And I'm like, all right, are you ready to roll? And she's like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. I'm like, why? And she's like, okay, so I, I got my feet up, I'm talking shit. At what point does your dick come out? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, okay, my dick is not coming out at all in this scene. Not, It's not coming out. There's no penis. Yeah, there's only two performers right now. It's yeah. you and Sasha. There's no dick. Yeah, so Sasha's just like tr- trying really hard not she's to got lose this shit right now. She's trying face. not to laugh. And I'm like... She's like, I'm like, do you have, do you got it? You have it? And she's like, okay, I think I get it. I get it. So I'm like, all right, good. All right. All right, girls, put your feet up. So put the feet up. I'm like, three, two, one, go. So I start shooting. Sasha leads off. You know, she's been Sasha, who's fucking amazing. And then literally the other girl, like, she's wearing a dress with no panties she just she at, she just starts rubbing her feet real like crazy at the camera and then out of nowhere she just like hikes her dress up hard her vagina fully exposed jams her fucking fingers in her pussy starts fingering herself going oh you have no fuck chance with this fucking pussy oh, oh you have no chance this fucking pussy is so fucking and starts licking her fingers and like sucking her pussy juices off and and Sa- and Sasha's next to her like kind of like giving her the side eye like is this really happening right now like Jason are you gonna cut and like I didn't cut I just kept rolling I said fuck it I'm just gonna keep oh, going oh man and Sasha's trying to it was like a Jimmy Fallon skit and so, like oh, Sasha's got Sasha's got that like that that like like, like what this, the like trying not to laugh like this, <laughs> and the other girl's just like licking her fingers and fingering herself, and <laughs> just like, oh yeah, you can't have this pussy, you know, like <laughs> it is, it is literally a fucking like SNL skit. It, no, I, it, yeah. I just, it's like the girl, the, the first girl going, hey, you want these feet? Look at these soles. Aren't they? Fucking, Literally, that's how they, it started. Yeah, it's like, aren't they? They're yeah. dirty. Don't you want to fucking like and then, clean? You want this pussy? And yeah. then this guy like, no, yeah. no, fuck feet. <laughs> yeah, this pussy. No, all <laughs> vaginas must go. <laughs> Check out my kidneys. <laughs> you see this pussy juice? Oh, oh my I'm god, eating it. you can't have that. This is oh, it's on the this carpet. This is my dinner tonight, bitch. Oh, that carpet <laughs> is hard to clean. <laughs> Why don't you clean it with your dick? <laughs> Uh, and meanwhile, the other girl's like, uh, feet are still on the market. Yeah. If you guys like yeah. feet. Here's my foot. Here's my foot. Oh, and so, and you, and the awesome. idea that you're like at the bottom going like, fuck it. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just rolling at Keep this point. Rolling. I'm getting a clip, goddammit. I've tried real hard to tell her what I wanted, but oh she's just Did going. you call it something like foot versus porn? Or, or like, I think, I can't remember what I called she it. She just but. didn't get it. <laughs> It sold like crazy. I'm so sure it did. I was like, I'm sure it sold. Yeah, I mean, she was a gorgeous porn star. So That's like, amazing. But, That's amazing. But uh, and you know, I didn't have to pay her any more than my normal rate. So I was like, all right, I guess I just got some great content. So. <laughs> That's like if like if it's a video of like we're in the SKW wrestling room and like Sapphire is like. <laughs> I'm gonna destroy you. I'm gonna put you in my pile driver and knock you out and pin you. And then it cuts to the other girl. She's like, 
I'm gonna fuck you with my journal. <laughs> Sit on your Eat face with this mirror right now. <laughs> Vaginal juices will consume you. <laughs> I will drown you. I will drown you in my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my butthole? Oh, you can fit so many things in there. <laughs> I have three umbrellas just in case. Yeah, but that's that's why I, I sometimes really love shooting pong goals because <laughs> they just take it to another level, man. It's like they just do. It is so great. They just don't give a shit. They're just like I'm used to being fucked all the time, so your shit lo- is fucking basic bitch. I shit. know it's true. No, yeah, they're, they're literally trying, and, and and actually they have my respect because like they're the ones who are just like wait how do you you're making money off of just the yeah. girls what? It's this girl's just feet. showing her there's butt. no dick yeah how do I reach your dick from I don't need to jerk you off or give you a blowjob no you're like I would love to weird. see see and I would love to see my me I would love to see that same girl try to do like a like a straight up Hollywood like like a maybe like a courtroom drama where it's like it just it cuts to it cuts to like Matthew McConaughey going like I think that uh, with this much evidence presented to you your honor you should dismiss this case what do you think attorney general and it's just like give me that dick and it's just like (laughs) her like ripping her dress open and like trying to get to Matthew McConaughey's dick and he's on the other side of the room and she's like (laughs) oh fuck you (laughs) ladies and gentlemen of the jury look at this vagina (laughs) (laughs) all 12 of you can fit in it right now Um, but uh, no, that's one of the stories that I will always treasure because I laugh uh, so I, fucking I, I, hard. It's a good one. I've heard it before. Every now and then I'll go back and watch that clip <laughs> just to laugh again. What's it? And I've just already, to watch Sasha's face in it and just be like. And yeah. I've already asked you for three clips. I want to see the Luna one where she's the Mighty Mouse. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I just want to play that at a party. <laughs> like, just leave, like, on a, on a, like, loop. you know what? <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta rewind on that one because I, after I was listening to Nixon talk about the remote control thing, <laughs> I forgot that the whole first half of that clip is that fetish. What? The other girl is controlling Luna with a remote control. Oh. And making her do dumb shit like, bark like a dog. And then then hitting it, and then Luna's barking like a dog. And then, oh no, because what happens is she, her friend has been mean and controlling her the whole Mm -hmm. time. And so she finally. And then she finds this vial and she drinks it, and then the remote control doesn't work on her anymore. And she just like. And then it it triggers it, and then she's like. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so I've got to see that clip, and I've got to see the. The porn? Oh, the porn girl. I gotta see that one. What was the other one? There was another one before that that I was like, fucking send that to me. I can't remember it now. God damn it. But so I've got those two. Oh, shit. Anything you'd like to share? <laughs> <laughs> and in regards to what? And, and, yeah, and, yeah, in regards to what you're working with. Like plenty of them. Have you, have you worked with somebody who's like, oh, they're, they're approaching this from a different perspective than uh, what I'm used to? Honestly, no. I mean, I've worked with porn oh, good. girls. Um, I've worked with like really good girls. I've worked with girls who are very good at crossing over um, Cadence Lux is one of them. Oh, Cadence. Um, oh, not only is she beautiful, that is... amazing, hot porn star. Dude, I'm so mad she's she... gonna be in Florida this weekend. What she is? In Miami. Oh, what a jerk. Yeah. Oh fuck. We're out of... Are we out of wine? I think so. Yes. Jacqueline. Um, and, and she's like, I mean, we all work at Cadence, <laughs> and we know how great she is at fetish, and she is an amazing actress as well. And then, um, Shiny Bound and I. He, well, he work, got to work with Lauren Phillips over FetishCon, and I used to film the shoot. And um, she's another one who's hot as fuck. 
amazing. Lauren Phillips? More, yeah, she's amazing. Porn. Um, you would love her. It's good you name. would love her. She's an yeah. Amazon as well. She's, she's from like New Jersey originally. Six one. Yeah, yeah, but she's beautiful. Lauren Phillips, six foot Great, one. great actress. Um, Shiny Bond hired her for Bondage, and I assisted. I was actually in a couple of clips. We did a little like lesbian domination, forced orgasm, and she loves the ropes. She was very good. Um, so very again, very good crossover. I would hire her for fetish for sure. Um, I'm trying to think if I've worked with anybody else who's done. Actually, there's a couple of girls that I've I worked with that were really really good. Cadence is one of them. Mm -hmm. Cadence is we we shot with her at FatCon. She's amazing. Um, Go. I, and I've been fucking straight up like begging her to come mm -hmm. to Atlanta, but like she's just so busy. No, she's constantly she's, shooting and constantly. Cadence, you know, she's in Denver. She's no, so she's in Denver. She's hard to yeah. Hard to get back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't get her to come down here at all. Uh, and I'm I've been I've, I've actually been like sending her tweets. I'm just like come on come on down and she's like oh I want to so bad but yeah, she's she's really really good I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I can't well there's a couple of girls I've worked with recently um, there's there's one thing that's kind of interesting and you guys may have experienced this maybe it's just me but like there's um, so there's a girl that I worked with uh, I'd say about a year ago um, and she was really she's cool she's really cool but you how do I put this? There's there's certain girls that get used to a certain uh, uh, kind of work. So like she did a lot of cam stuff, mm -hmm. and um, and then it was pretty much pretty much like porn or cam stuff. And the cam stuff was you know just tripod. Yeah, and, yeah. And so she wanted to work with us, so we she she shot with us, and we did a whole thing. And she seemed kind of like just turned off by how much intric uh, the intricacy of the of some of the customs. Um, it just it kind of threw her and like we were working with her and she just seemed kind of bored and we're like are you okay you know and she's just like ah, you know and she just seemed really kind of like um over yeah and, and then it, it suddenly occurred to us i'm like this is a girl who's used to doing just simple more yeah. simple like and not Blue not job. that it's hard i'm not trying to say that it's, it's no it's no easier i mean work. It's, it's some not. girls just want to get banged i mean right. and that's a lot of times why they get I, into that part of the industry <laughs> I, and they uh, say it i know you have i story. can i can tell you a story i didn't tell sammy the other day um i won't mention names apologize <laughs> it's best when i won't mention names down. but um i uh <laughs> I I booked this girl a couple years ago. She was absolutely stunning. Like she looked exactly like. Um, it's the one that I'm thinking about, right? Probably. Yeah. She. Uh, if it I, is, she's it's very beautiful. Yeah. She. Uh, very tall, thin. I don't know. She's not that tall. Mm -hmm. But she. What's who's the actress? Um, she looked just like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. But mm. blonde. She had a little bob cut hair. And, what Scarlett uh, Johansson is now? She so was brand go. new, like brand, brand new, and she was yes. working for a piece of shit fucking... Yes, I know exactly. Um, agency, I'm not going to say them either. They're defunct now. Um, mm. They sent me her, and, uh, you know, they didn't really tell her what I shot. And surprise, surprise. She, she drove, like, two hours to get to my shoot. And I had... She, she booked with me and Scissor Vixens back and back. And this girl was so beautiful, like, amazing, like, hot. <laughs> and uh, she walked in. I was really excited to shoot with her. I was like, wow, like, you're gorgeous. And um, I was like, oh, we'll give you an easy clip to start out with. So we just did a basic, put some other clip. And she rocked it. I mean, she did really good. And, like, I was really happy with that clip. 
And then the second clip, I'm like, all right, we're going to do a giant test clip now with the VR camera. So I go through the whole process. I'm like, this is the VR camera. This is how it works. This is what I want you to do and say. So I put her in the shoot room with the VR camera, and she uh, she's like, okay, I think I get it. You know, so I, I walk out of the room because I can't be in the room with a VR camera. No, you can't. And I start recording. And, you know, for about a minute, I, I'm listening and she's doing a good job. And then it goes silent. And for like a minute, there's, I, she's not talking. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, then I start hearing a sobbing noise. Oh, no. And then I'm like, oh, shit. So I cut. And I go in there, and she's like crying. Oh shit! And I'm like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "I'm. I just don't want to do this. I'm not cut out for this. I. I just can't. I just can't do this." And I'm like, "It's okay. You know, like, there's no pressure. I get it. Like, what, what's the problem?" She's like, "I just don't want to. I can't be dominant. I just want to get fucked. That's all I want to do. I just want to get fucked." And I'm like, "Hey, it's okay." Everyone's got their preference. Being a femdom isn't easy, you know. If you don't not cut out for her, I get if it. If you're, so, I mean, if, if you're, she was eighteen, you know, she was oh young. Oh god! She's Jesus. like, I just want to take dick. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to act. I don't want to. Yeah, like, yeah. She just wants to be in the. Yeah, and I felt really bad, you know, because I was like, you know, she drove like two hours, and I'm like, I can't pay you, you know, I can't pay you just for like one five minute clip, you yeah. know, like oh, well, I, you know, obviously I did. I paid her some money. Not the whole rate, you know, and sure. then Drew's there too, and he's all upset too. Oh, he, he had a book after that, oh, you know. Right. So she had like, you know, five hours of Son work, of and I oh, we had to send her home, and you know, but you know, kudos to the girl. I'm not like I said, I'm not saying who she is, but she's no, she's but a big name girl now. And good, she's, yeah. she's out there doing fucking awesome. And I, whenever I see her popping up, I'm like, great! I'm so happy for yeah. her. Like, yeah, got it worked out. That's amazing. Too. Like, she's she's kicking ass, man. But you have to, yeah. And that actually brings up a pretty good point where there's extremes to to everybody's personas, and like some people are going to be good at right. doing femdom stuff, even though yeah. maybe by nature they're not 100 percent dominant. Yeah. Um, I think we. That's one thing I want to bring up with you before we stop is is uh, your own nature because I know like people are. Defined by am I a dom? Am I a sub? Am I a switch? You know, oh yeah, am I sixty forty? Am I you know? Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, obviously. Um... <clears throat> but but in this case, like she's a, one of those rare cases where she was just like, I have no interest in at all in being dominant. Um, yeah. Even if it was just fantasy, which is inter- that's the part that's interesting to me because like if she's getting paid, and once again, I'm not trying to diss on the girl at all, but I'm, I'm thinking like if you're getting paid to 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 pretend to be something that you're yeah. not. It's hard, and I'll tell you why. But I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying like in terms of, I look at it in terms of like acting in general. But it's but really you're right. hard because I do a lot of work where I'm in a submissive role, but there is not really a submissive bone in my body. I'm mm-hmm. the top yeah. through and through. And I'll do some stuff within reason on camera for myself or for other people. And of course, like with anything, you have to be comfortable with it. But as far as being a true submissive, like well, even when I'm bottoming, I'm still like that smart ass topping from the bottom. Yeah. That's my personality because I'm a top and yeah. that's just how it's gonna come out. And it usually works, not always. But you know, there have been a few times when a producer has cast me in a submissive role. We've never seen a submissive role, Nixon. Okay, wonder what it is. <laughs> oh, wonder what. <laughs> you know, and then I'm, just, I'm, I'm a horrible submissive. Like I'm absolutely 
awful because I just can't take it. And I'm not talking about like a wrestling match where like I'll be the loser. Hmm. I'll be the first one to a volunteer to be the loser. That's yeah. totally fine. But I mean, being a true submissive because yeah, I just you just being like, yes, master. Right. I'm just like, what do you want, master? I'm like, no, yeah. fuck you, master. Like, yeah, exactly. Really? And you know, it just isn't. It's it's harder than you think. And you know, when I got together with Shiny Bound and we um shooting some clips and we both tops we both have our submissive sides and, and you know you know in our own personal life but i mean yeah you know he had this clip idea he wanted to do and it was like it ended up being a very good clip and did very well for him and it was it was, I think it was like three parts involved and it ended up being a very good seller for him and i did a very good job for him but it was like the double cross like the double cross dom which is a very common theme you know, the dom yeah, gets yeah. taken over and, yeah, and, yeah. and bound yeah, and you guys that. love that stuff and it's fine I'll do that as well I'll, I'll do that of course because I do bondage yeah. you know but it's in my nature to at least verbally fight back on camera because you can't literally fight back you have to yeah. at least submit for the scene and, and you'd be tied up talk some shit right but it, it's I can't and he didn't get that until we started shooting it and he was like oh my god He's like, I get what you're saying because your eyes totally changed when this, you know, started happening. He's like, okay, can you just do this for me? And like, you know, we, we did the scene, we yeah. got through it, but he didn't get it until he had experience with it with me. He's like, your whole like, he's like, you just changed in front of my eyes and how you just got like, what? You're like, you're not gonna get one over on me, you motherfucker. I'm gonna get you. And <laughs> and, and and it just like that that mode kicked in on yeah. me, you know. And it's like you know logically you have to act and this isn't real and you have to play this part in this role and you know you're being well you know essentially you know usually being paid to play this role but i mean i think if it's not there for you if you can't draw from an experience to pull that that part you know, up it's not going to happen and also i mean going back to what jason was saying this could have been an, a girl who i'm uh, just an actress who just didn't see this as part of what she wanted to do. Right. You know, or she just, there was no <clears throat> dominant bone in her body. You know, I had she a, just there was a girl. There was no there was literally I knew a girl. I, I'm not going to name her, uh, but there was a girl that I knew who I worked with, and, and she just suddenly decided one day that she wanted to do porn. And I thought, well, explain to me why, and and I just want to know. And she couldn't really. She just kind of said like. I want to just that's what I want to do I want my I want to be seen in this light I want to be doing these things on camera and I think it's going to really please me personally but also make me money and it just it was something in her brain that just clicked she's like this is how and maybe it was a part maybe it was some voyeurism on her point or yeah. sorry ex exhibitionism mm, yeah, right. and um, I think maybe that that was a bit of the, the her own personal kink that's like the idea of like people are going to see me you know doing porn and so I get it. Like, I understand. Like, she just was like, maybe this is what I want to do. But then when she got pushed into the situation where she's like, I think I can do this. And then she gets there and she's like, no, I can't be dominant. Like, yeah. I, like you said, I want to just take dick. And, yeah. and, you know, and that's kind of... I don't of, hold it against anyone, man. I, I get it. You know? <clears throat> but you guys, you guys had to also deal with it, too. Because, like, she had driven down there and you had to pay her. And, you know, I, I get it. It, it. it just sucked, you know, because I felt... I literally felt bad. I was like, man, you but know, she wasn't like, set up for success by her shit agent Her shitty agent. Either. You know, I mean, piece of shit agent that he was. It's like, come on, dude. You know, like, you should have at least... Told her what she was gonna be shooting. She's gonna be getting into. I don't yeah. think they ever do because I mean I remember a funny story. 
we did, you know, Shani Von and I did shoot a porn girl and through an agency, which we don't really ever hire through, but we liked her look and whatever. And she showed up and her agent assured us that he told her what she was shooting. And we hired her for bondage. It wasn't other, it was bondage. And so she arrives and she looks very attractive looking, very hot blonde. And um, Shani Bond was like, okay. She's like, so I'm shooting bondage today. And she's from Ukraine. And he's like, yeah. Oh, man. And she's like, okay, what is, and he's like, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. So he brings her over to the computer and he's showing her a few videos. And he looks at her and she's just like, <laughs> And he's, like, and he's like, oh, shit. I don't know exactly. The she has no about. idea what she's doing. <laughs> right. So, but, but, but she has a good, <coughs> but she has a good work ethic and she's there to do the job. Yeah. So to her credit, she did the job and she did it well. And he starts her off because he shot her first and I shot her after. And, um, he started her off easy with like some chains and some leather as opposed to like a you know, rope and everything. Yeah. And so they did it and you know, Shiny Bound's very, very personable, very nice and he's very, you know, good to work for and he's like, Oh, I'm s-. and when they were done with the first one, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry that that was a bit uncomfortable and she's like looks at him and he's like, No. Anal is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this Okay, whatever. And he was like <laughs> What do you what do you do? What do you say? He's like, okay, so next clip is, and you know, I just was in the other room because I wasn't involved in his part of the shoot. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? What's going on in there? And um, she she, she put it out and she she did the job well, but it was you could tell she just really wanted to kind of roll over and get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. So, so that was so the the point, yeah. That I was, um, I was alluding to. So there was, a, yeah, there was there was a girl who came to work for us, and it just felt like every time I was trying to explain to her, like, okay, so then this next scene, you're gonna use this bit of dialogue, but you're this is where your mindset is, and you have to do this to this girl, and you have to get into her head. You know, she's a superheroine, you're a villainess, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of staring off into space. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just trying to explain. I'm just like, you know, and 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 I think and eventually when I talked to her about it she was just like I didn't realize it was going to be this much work yeah and uh, and I was like oh okay because I mean it's not really that much work but in her mind the idea of having to get into someone else's head is, play was a, work play a role play a role and yeah. I, I get that like, I, I don't I don't look down on anybody because if they see that as, as extra work for me I think getting into someone, as, someone else's head is, and getting into a role is fun as shit like mm-hmm. when Jacqueline gets me to be a creepy bad guy, I love it because it's mm-hmm. like I get to be something else. I get to step out, step outside of my own skin. Yeah. For her, it was the complete opposite. She just wanted to just kind of go back to her home, set up her tripod, and do her the things that she was comfortable doing with. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's it was so interesting to me because it was like she just and I, I've been doing this for so long that I, I'm so used to girls like Nixon and Jacqueline and and you know Sumiko who are like yeah. Give me a role. Give me something interesting to do. Give me something crazy to do. Yeah. Get me to do a backflip or a front flip or like, you know. And so, and this girl was the complete opposite. I've never experienced that until that point where she was just like, this is just difficult, you know. And yeah. I mean, we didn't, this particular girl, we didn't, I mean, a lot of my stuff is, you know, whatever genre I'm working in, it's a lot of it's story based because that's what I enjoy. Not all of it, but most of it. And Shiny Bounds usually is not, um, unless he's doing some superheroine thing, which you know he really enjoys doing. 
But this girl, we knew going into it, we don't know what's going to happen. She could come here and do great, or she could come here and fizzle out and we send her home after a half a clip. So we purposefully scripted clips that were not acting heavy or acting at all. Um, so, you know, we set ourselves up for success in that way. Yeah. But then I had the advantage because after she worked for him and it was my turn, um, I was like, all right, so here's the thing. You're going to be wearing this girdle because I do a lot with the vigilante lingerie and here's some stockings and do this and we're going to tie you up and you know what? You're going to lay around and you're going to roll around in the bed in your ropes and you're going to pretend to have an orgasm because you love rope so much. And she just was like, oh, uh, uh. And it was a hot clip. She and got, she she got did, it? Uh, she was, you know what, she, as, as bad as we all thought she would have been. Oh, she was much better. She did, I mean, she did, she did pretty good. Yeah, no, she, I think she did great, especially for the, you know, the stuff yeah. that, you know. No, nah, she, she I, know, I thought she did pretty well. I think we were all, we were both pleased with the content. Yeah, her English know? was bad, but right, which she is also got it. We like, you know, oh, let's not have this option. Oh, you guys both know the person, okay. Yeah. We, but we all, <laughs> we all went to dinner with her, and we shot with her, and yeah, one of our friends tried to date her. Oh, yeah, no, right. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Did you guys ever work with, uh, this is a completely, uh, but non sequitur, but like uh, Jenny Check? No, I've I, never I, I, uh, yeah, I worked with her not for my store, but for another store. Oh, I've met her. Okay, um, All right, I'll take that because she's she's, she's yeah, she's literally like one of those girls, and I'm like banned from the U.S. So. I know, yeah, and I'm I like, I was so sad because Jacqueline never, loves her. like we we honestly. She's such a nice person. I never yeah. got to work with her, hire her, or work with her for somebody Jenny. else. <laughs> Jenny check. She literally her voice is what we think Jubilee sounds like if she could talk because she kind of just she, she she talks like this no it's not even that bad like it's very much like oh yes you pay me now it's okay no i take I care of you I it's take okay 300 hour oh yes no i hang out later i, I need travel here i need 300 hours and for some reason that turned into our fucking cat and so like my, <laughs> no in my in my head like i i don't know what it was my jack and i were laying in bed and i just like just We'd start talking as Jubilee would speak, and it was like, "Oh yes, I am Jubilee, and, and I would, I love you very much, and I love you so much, my father and my mother, and you are so good to me, and and you pay me now, right? You have ATM, you know, like, and but uh, but we miss you, so I, I don't know why that came up, but like uh, we we love that girl. There's too many. There's too much of that shit going on where they can't get in the fucking country now. Like I think Mutiny has that. Like, yeah. Mutiny got fucking, sh- you know, shitball. She can't. Well, Jenny Chuck got, I mean, if someone was jealous of her. Someone she, dubbed her in. Yeah. Someone fucked with her. Someone fucked with Mutiny as well. Yeah. yeah. Mutiny well, actually, well, Mutiny named names. That's probably someone we know. Yeah. yeah. Mutiny actually named names. There was, there was a guy that she thought, he was an abusive uh, fan who was mm-hmm. emailing her like crazy. And then she thinks it's, that's who the guy was, but she has no proof. But it sucks because I got, that girl, I would hire her. Oh like, yeah, I love Mutiny. I, Drop I did one of my God. first ever um, mixed fighting clips with her, like years and years ago. That girl pours herself into every role. Oh man, it, I remember her distinctly because at the start of the fight, it was for a competitive enterprises. Oh nice! And uh, I just remember like he's like, "All right, you guys square off," and she was staring at me and she's like looking me straight in the eye and she's like. Oh, you're you're hot. Oh yeah, you're sexy. <laughs> and she starts licking her lips. She's like, that like sounds... that to me, and I and, and I'm trying really hard not to laugh, and I'm just like, that sounds. Oh my god, like <laughs> this girl. 
and I'm like fuck like I'm trying really hard to keep my composure and not like to laugh because I knew she was trying to fuck with me you know and I was like she pulled the same shit on me my first make smash with yeah her. she was doing like, the whole like yeah this is gonna be fun you're gonna be and I'm like oh, yeah I'm like god that. damn mutiny you know because yeah. I'd never done a clip like that before at she's that point she's so good it was like, literally <laughs> my first um, fantasy fight ever where I had to pretend to fight someone mm. and you know, of course she destroys me in that clip, but I just remembered her just doing that eye thing, and I was like, wow, this girl is a pro. She's a like, walking ball of, of yeah. like, sexuality. Yeah. She would walk in her room. I remember I, I lived, I lived, uh, my roommates were two lesbians, and she walked into the room. This is not a joke. I tell, this is actually something that happened. She walked into the room, and the girls were like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, she's a girl I'm working with in a second. We're going to set her up in the back room. Okay, and then my two roommates went upstairs and just started having sex, and they didn't just do that. Like, just went, <laughs> and suddenly I'm hearing sex noises, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And so like I go there, and Mutiny's getting ready, and she's not hearing any of it, so that's good. So I went back into my kitchen, living room, and then they they came out, and I'm like, "Did you guys just have sex upstairs?" They're like, "Yeah, there's just something about that girl who walked in. Just we just." we fucking wanted to have sex and I, and I was like you're fucking with me right like and so and it wasn't until I started shooting with Mutiny because the first match we had was a custom where it was me and her 35 minutes back and forth pro wrestling and, okay so uh, once again another we actually ran out of battery because you guys we've been talking so too much, much fun like, uh, but we were talking about mutiny uh and so a real quick finish to that um uh we hope to go visit her soon and maybe work with her and but she's awesome she's fucking amazing she's one mutiny of the was my first mixed fight ever and mm-hmm. i love that girl so much like she was so much fun shooting with like we can't I'll learn to, so much from her. We can't wait to get her back. And if not, then I'll just fucking go to her. Because that's just I'm how good she is. Where is she from? She's French. She lives in uh, Montreal. Montreal. Right she's um, French-Canadian. Oh, okay. And like I said, she is uh, She is one of those... She's girls. so talented wrestler. She, she's not oh, even yeah. that, I wouldn't even say wrestler. She's one of those girls that if she showed up at your door to work with you, mm-hmm. yeah, she, she would be do able anything. to do everything. It'd be yeah. like, awesome. she's bondage, wrestling, uh, you know, damsel in distress, peril. Uh, she pretty much does everything. She could be dom. She could be submissive. She's, she's yeah. just, Strong. and she's... She 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 beat, lift girl. She's she beat the shit out of me, I'll tell you that. Strong as shit, but can also be in every hole. And, she can't, and she can't come to the States anymore. She can't come to the States because... Well, I can't go to Canada, so I guess I'll never uh, go. You got that boy? God damn it! We'll have to like just you know, I have to call Canada smuggle and get, you and get into it. Blame Canada. As of right now, I'm on, the, I'm on the, I'm, as of right now, I'm on the no entry list, but I can I could probably make a phone call. Oh my goodness. Um, but anyway, so uh, I mean, honestly, one of the things that I, I enjoy about doing all this is being able to just hang out with you guys because we we do what we do and we. We do it well, uh, and Absolutely. we understand each other's business. We understand understand each other's work, and and there's not really a whole lot of people who can we can just shoot the shit with about this. And so um, we were talking about earlier in terms of like the money that we made in, in high school or I'm uh, high school. What the fuck am I? Hooker? You made money in high school. <laughs> I, I kind of man. Did. I had really soft. I refereed basketball in high school. So. I went to Burger King. And I, I made like 17. I made like seven dollars a game. No, I worked. <laughs> no, I worked at a. I worked at Six Flags. That was my first job. Six Flags over Georgia. I was like working at a, and it wasn't even cool. Like I didn't get to like run the rides or anything. Like push the lever. I, I worked at a restaurant in 
the uh, park. You made funnel cakes? No. Corn dogs? Dude, funnel cakes would have been great. No, <laughs> it was like hot dogs, uh, potato salad, beans. Like it was like, it was beans? just. Beans? What kind of theme park is that? Pulled, it was like pulled pork sandwiches. It was like a barbecue oh, like a small place. Yeah. And I remember I went there every weekend, like it was like six in the morning to like 7 p.m. at night because that was like just what you worked. And my Oops. parents were like, you need to fucking work. And so that was my first experience at making money. And, and I was actually kind of digging it. I was like, oh, I'm making, you know, I'm making money and, and I'm, I'm putting the work in. And then this one uh, redneck guy walked in and uh, asked for uh, baked beans. I remember this, God, it was like yesterday. He's like, asked for baked beans. And I said, oh, we're out of baked beans, sir. Give me about 15 minutes. I can make some more for mm-hmm. you. I want some now. And I'm just like, I, I, yeah. we don't, I mean, we have potato salad and we have. I can shit in your pork. mouth if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, well, we don't have like, give me, give me like 15, 20 minutes, but we're going to have a fresh bash, you know, out into the, um, into the little, it's like a cafeteria thing. You can like slop it onto their plate. And the guy was like, I want some fucking now. And like, he kept looking at my name tag and he was trying to figure out how to pronounce it. Santiago. And he just goes like, yeah, what, what's that name? What's that fucking name? And I'm just like. Oh, Santiago. I was like, ah, that's some fuck, that's some kind of fucking spick name. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow. and I go, wait, what? And he just said it again. And I'm just like, oh, you did say what you just said. And I said, I just kind of stopped for a second and I looked at my feet and I just said, sir, I'm going to go see if maybe we have some of those beans for you. So we went, I went to the back and I was fuming. And I remember I, uh, I asked one of the girls, I was like, hey, how are those beans coming? And she's like, actually, they're, they're pretty much ready. I'm like, oh, come bring them over here. And so... Big scoop of beans onto his fucking plate, and then I did the thing that you're not supposed to do, which is just, <gasps> and then like just fucking spit in his beans, mixed it for a good minute. I looked around; there was no one really looking at me, so I was like, "No one sees this." So I take it out to the guy, and I just go like, "Sir, guess what? It's your lucky day. You got some Sandy, big beans, Santiago." <laughs> By the way, that's how you pronounce it. Santiago is that's how you pronounce it. Is how yeah. Here's the beans, and he just kind of was like, yeah, you know, like that's he, right, he, give me my beans. That's boy. right. That's he, what I said. Yeah, and then he oh, went, damn right, I voted Trump. And he went, he voted, <laughs> <laughs> and then he went and he paid with Confederate coins or something, yeah. and then he went to go eat. I watched that man eat every fucking bite and then I remember I got called into the back by my manager and she was just like this big burly black lady and she's like you know I saw what happened right and I'm like oh really and she's like yeah I might have to report you and I'm just like no fuck you I quit and because <laughs> I was like I'm done I, I, I don't want to be in a, in a job where someone calls me that right of course and she's like are you sure about that and I'm like yeah and she was really cool about it she was like hey you know if you it's four o'clock clock out now and go spend the day in the park free just go to the front of the line. And so she was really cool. And I remember it was funny. There was a girl that I had. It was it was kind of like a movie. It was a girl that I had a crush on that worked at a ride. And I when I, I grabbed her. Movie. They shot that movie in Pittsburgh. And oh, I, Jackie. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, I was 17. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and I grabbed her. I grabbed her off. Oh, she she had just finished. It was, last, it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> and she. Oh, she had just yeah Jackie was watching the corner just said fucking rubbing it out (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, no, but there was a, this really cute girl that I had a crush on, and I remember I went up to her and I was just like, "Hey, let's go on the log ride," and we we made out. It was this really amazing, beautiful moment. And I remember I came in with my parents and um, came, and came, I came, and then you saw your parents. Oh, <laughs> and my mother was like, my parents were like old school Colombians, so I was like, "Mom, I got fired." They're like, "Why did you get fired? Why did you get fired?" I'm like, "A man called me a spig." She's like. Wait, wait, he did fuck what? My father's like, where does he live? You know, and and I told him what I did. I was like, I spit in his food. And my parents were like, we're going to we're gonna make you some food. Come down to the room. Cook me food. And like, you know. <laughs> was it beans? It yeah. was not beans. Yeah. Uh, but the whole point of that story, first of all, it's an awesome story because it happened. And I'm just yeah. like, holy shit. But the, the point of the story is like, back in those days, we all had those jobs where we looked at that like, oh, yeah. two, three hundred dollars a week was like, holy shit, I'm making two, three hundred dollars a lot of money. You want yeah. to make bank. And now we're living lives where That's on a, a good day that might be a daily. And and it's not like no one's like um uh we're not we're not trying to I guess be boastful, but it's one of those no, but things where you have to kind of adapt to I think those experiences have worked in our favor and gave us the work ethic that we have today. Absolutely. And um well, let me put a little caveat in there because even even if I'm making making that kind of money, I'm still spending almost three quarters of that's, that to rehire the goals. That's I mean, right. I mean, it's the not thing all is, profit. I mean, yeah, I might make like you know, 30, like ten thousand dollars a month, but at the same time, I'm still spending probably six thousand rehiring those goals to and keep you're shooting. paying two thousand in taxes so exactly I mean, and then no yeah. fucking shit exactly yeah so i mean so it's not it's not 100 it's not bank like profit. that i mean it's not like oh wow jason is rich you know he makes <laughs> all this money i'm like no, wait my ass like, like, dollar bills <laughs> i spend a lot of fucking money man like my oh, shoes yeah. are expensive yeah. like, um, uh, yeah. like i said i shoot almost every day like think about that for a minute I probably shoot twenty days out of the month, mm-hmm. and, and if of, you're and, hiring multiple goals twenty for a hundred dollars an hour, you know, or and then more. You, and you think you you have to put it into perspective too, like it costs money to make the, money. The, yeah. Well, it costs money to make money. There's money to pay the girls, and for someone who shoots as much as you do, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And then there's the equipment. Well, if you you're gonna have a better product if you have better equipment. Better equipment costs a lot of money. So there's the camera, there's the lighting, there's the editing programs, there's your computer, which is not cheap. Yeah. And you know, for people like um like me and like in New Santiago and even like my boyfriend, like there's the wardrobe. You oh know? yeah, wardrobe. I mean, huge. you sink tons of money into because it's your brand, and you yeah. know, and. You know the girdles and the stockings and stuff that I use for myself or wardrobe other girls in aren't cheap. You know there's different props that I'm building monsters now, and you with the you know the wrestling, you know wardrobe and stuff that's that money has to be paid for somehow. Yeah. And it come, and yeah, it's a write off. I get it, but at the same time, it's like you still have to put the money out. You know, it's not like you're taking all this money like ten thousand dollars a month. Oh, it's hundred percent profit. Oh my god, woo! Yeah. It's you sink it back into your business yeah. so you can continue to turn out the product you have that to. your if customers. You do that, then you're done. Well, ja- absolutely. Jacqueline and I have a private joke where it's like, well, it's not that private anymore because I'm about to tell it. But like, um, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'll say like, shit, I had a pretty good sales day, yeah. and I'll show her the report. And mm-hmm. I'm like, here's how much I made, and she'll go like, oh sweet, what are you gonna buy me? And I'll just go yeah. like. 
nothing is I gotta fucking uh, put it into rent I have to put it back into oh, not rent but mortgage yeah. uh, car payment I'm gonna buy you this house for the next month again <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah I'm gonna make sure we can stay in this house yeah, for the next so month and see I can live here anyway. I gotta make sure that we can pay the girls that we if we decide to shoot out of pocket I'm gonna buy you internet to do our job <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly that's gonna be my, my Christmas gift it'll be like a box and it's just a piece of paper that says internet yeah like here we go internet it's true dishwasher still I mean, has there, water we, in it I mean there's no corporation paying for what we do yeah. we pay a hundred percent for everything yeah. to do yeah. what we do we pay for the talent pay for the equipment we pay for our internet our power for rent. the lights the rent if it's our mortgage if it's a studio space rent or you know anything up into like well, we talked like about like out-of-pocket I mean, shoots when we're uh, yeah. when you have oh, a, yeah. when you have a model out-of-pocket out pocket. you have models that come in and you've uh, promised them x amount and then suddenly someone pulls a custom back or something like that. And suddenly you're like, I'm not going to fuck this girl out of out of what I promised her. Because exactly. Somebody, well, I, so, no, it's not no. her fault. So I'm going to pay out of pocket. And you know what? Those are my favorite shoots because I get to make stuff up. The girls get to make stuff up with me. We get mm-hmm. to have a good time creating a brand new idea. But at the same time, it's out of pocket. It's still out of pocket. It's still out of pocket. So like a lot of the fans who go like, oh man, that was a really cool shoot. Who ordered that? No one did, motherfucker. Like we all came I up with this idea. I just did that. We yeah. just all did it, and like I'll always turn to the girls and be like, "Give me an idea," because I'm running out yeah. of shit. And the I mean, girls will be like, "Yeah, the, what if this girl does this?" And you know, it just works out. And in well. saying that, I mean, you know, I don't want to say the word genius, but I mean, the reason why you know it's still like me, Nixon, Santiago is successful is because we're the ones that we're we're literally like buying our own customs when we shoot mm-hmm. you know yeah. when we don't have other customs we are shooting at our own customs yeah. we're like and it takes time this to is about like ideas. my idea that I'm going to shoot right now mm. and I hope that it sells you know and when it does sell to that extent where it's in the top 50 then you know that your you have your your you, brain is on the right wavelength you have your fingers on the pulse exactly. of, right. of that particular um, fetish. fetish and um you do it as well because you, you you said a lot of your stuff is just straight up like I want to do this because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline does it all the time. Like yeah. we'll, we'll be shooting videos and, and you know nine times out of ten it'll be like um, just a fresh idea that she's come up with, and then she'll come to me and be like, well, "What do you think about this?" And you know, how should we shoot this? And we'll have this big collaboration. It'll be yeah, a fantastic shoot. And so by the time we're done. You know, when we're actually done with one of those shoots, it's a very gratifying feeling to go like we created something new and and, and refreshing and like and we and, get we yeah. do that a lot in our house because um, you know, Chinese Bound is a very creative person all around. He's an artist, you know. He mm-hmm. was a tattoo artist for like twenty five years. You have to be an artist, yeah. And you know, he is now an artist with rope and his ideas and things that his vision. He is just. I'm not just saying this because he's my boyfriend, but like having watched him work and seeing mm-hmm. his product and seeing him even just progress over the last year and just come so far, you know, he has his finger on something and, you know, I have ideas too, but they're like fragments of ideas mm-hmm. as far as like bondage goes and, you know, shooting for my own stuff and I'll, he's like, so what are you going to shoot today? Because we shoot each other for the, our, each other's sites. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to have, the, I have this idea and I have this outfit in mind that I like because I'm really into wardrobe. And I'm like, what kind of tie do you think would showcase this? And, you know, I have this kind of a storyline. He's like, hang on. And he's like, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. He knocks out of the park, you know, and then 
you know, since we work together, he's we're not on a clock when we work together. Yeah, of course. And, you know, he has an idea that may be experimental to him of like a tie or like, I mean, his outfits, they hit, I mean, aren't as experimental. That's not the issue. Like, it's like the tie and a concept he wants to try. Mm-hmm. He's not burning daylight, you know, when he's shooting with me. And so he's like, I want to try this. So, you know, I, I give my time and, you know, it when the clips are over and you know you've done something really well together with your part i mean to get to 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 but at the end of the day when you've done done something great it's awesome anyway but when you've done something wonderful with your partner i think it's Mm -hmm. much more gratifying because you came together and did this together and you know you help each other reach your goal and i see your your, not your dream but like your concept i realized and it's just so much more gratifying. Absolutely, I think yeah. you know, and it's I feel very, I, I feel so good doing that. And we've had, I mean, we've had moments like that with Jacqueline, and and mostly with Jacqueline, because like when I do my stuff, like I tend to shoot other girls, so Jacqueline's not really. Oh yeah, she's I mean, not gonna come downstairs and just watch. She's gonna be like, no, I'm gonna go upstairs and get work done. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't but really if Jackie wants me to film for her, and then she's just like, oh, the script is cool but doesn't make a lot of sense here and here and here mm-hmm. what do you think we should do and then we'll both kind of like bounce right, ideas off yeah. each other and be like it makes more sense if maybe we take this out and replace it with this and we'll always be a little nervous because it'll be like oh shit is the fan going to get pissed off because we kind of modified it a yeah. bit and then a lot of times they'll write us back and be like oh yeah that makes way more sense <laughs> than if I just left it like this this and that like and so it's uh, it's a really gratifying experience to be able to like you know work with your significant other. But Absolutely, yeah. At the same time, what, what we were talking about earlier, just being able to go like, okay, so we've shot three customs. I have two hours left. Mm. Let's do something really fucking cool. Yeah, you know? so yeah. something fun. Let's do spy versus spy. Let's do some cool ninja thing. Let's do martial arts. Spy. Let's yeah. do Oops. something where like you know girls are shooting laser beams at each other because I have an effects guy now. So, you know, yeah. So I can actually hire a dude to like you know have you do heat vision and mm. blocking it with your you know your fucking bracelet yeah and so it's it's been it's been really cool to be able to do that and make money off of it and i don't there really wasn't a point to that rant except that when people say like well now you're getting successful at what you do it's still a lot of work and and it still goes right back into and you and you're never finished you're you never know, finished it, it is i mean everybody has their own view of success and what you think is successful for you, mm-hmm. for you is, is different for me and, and for well, you I, I mean, online I, but I mean, success you're, you're success, never, yeah. and it's subjective, you know, mm-hmm. it's only yeah, yeah, absolutely. and you know, it, but even like once you reach your own personal level of success, like, are you finished? Like, no, you still want to yeah, work harder and you you're going to build on it yeah. and be better and like, okay, I've achieved the success. How can I reach the next level? How do I get better? Your goal should always be it's you like know, impossible, <laughs> you know, like you, absolutely. any goal should be impossible. Yeah. Cause and it's a goal. It's not when like you a, reach it, you should be, be like, fuck yeah, man. I just fucking reached that motherfucking goal. But I, I honestly, what's I, the next impossible goal I can hit? Yep. You know? I don't think, and I don't think, um, dude, I, I don't think I'm ever going to like retire because it's one of those things where I've thought no, you won't. a million times where someone's like, well, at what age are you going to just go and just, you know, stop? And I'm just like, I don't know if I will. When I can't get out of bed anymore, that's Look when I'll stop. Up. But even then, like, Let I, can me be, I can be, by the time I get, by I get to that point, like we will have like technology where it's like, beep, bop, boop, bop. Go ahead and film this for me. <laughs> Somebody asked my dad that. My dad just turned 70 mm-hmm. in the spring, and he did retire. He actually did retire from his job. But somebody asked him, so when are you going to stop? Because my dad does other things. Mm-hmm. 
And my dad goes, when I can't get out of bed anymore, I will stop. He's mm. like, yeah. until then, he's like, I can still get well, up. I can I mean, still walk. Yeah. Look That's at cool. Richard from uh, Competitive Enterprises. I mean, he's an older man. I mean, I don't know exactly how old he is, but I know he's in his 60s. Yeah. And, you know, he's been shooting since the 80s. He was like, uh, to me, he's like the OG, like, fight guy. Yeah. Like, you know, he he's the guy that stopped that shit. Like the I'm not even, I, I, was never, I was never somebody who followed his work specifically, but I, I know his name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he is still shooting to this day, you know, and he's definitely in his 60s, mm-hmm. maybe 70s. I don't know. But, um, you know, a guy like that is who I look up to. I'm like, wow, you know, like that guy, he started that fetish. You know, he started that, like, guy versus girl. Just. He's like the guy who runs DT. Yeah, like yeah. He equally hard, matched. You know, like, and, are you fucking serious? Like you're still doing this? And yeah, you're and you know, and, and I look at it like me and Sandy will probably be the same. We're gonna be. Nixon will be the same. <laughs> like when we're old like seventy show. years old, we'll be like, I'll be, uh, I'll be in the clips. But I'll, I, I won't be young, in the clips at seventy. <laughs> I'll have some young, nobody young, wants to see that. Young, young nipper, like oh no, there's somebody who wants to see that. You know, and, like I'll, I'll be hiring Nixon, and should we have a like walking cane and like. <laughs> Stomping on the guy, going, you little ragamuffin, get down there. Because we're still going to be neighbors at 70. Yeah. <laughs> I, like how you but, think, I like how you think that as we get older, we're going to just adopt the, 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 just the dialogue of old people. It's like, <laughs> get off my lawn! So-and-so. No, well, I'll just make those scripts up. I'll just be yeah. like, you're going to shoot a clip of like, Nixon yells at Cloud. I hate my grandson, you <laughs> fucking stumbling on that damn shit. Like grandson, I'll, I won't even do milk stuff, and I'm 42. I'm like, I'm not old enough to be a mom. What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Women who are 40 don't have children. No. Um, if they're smart, they'll wait till they're 60. You're right. Uh, but no. Okay, so I pretty much I think okay, so I think we've reached that point we have. where we we're gonna wind it down. But um, <laughs> thank we're you. Battery so, again. No. So uh, there is one thing that I want to bring up because there was a story that you told me the other day uh, mm-hmm. about. Um, it was I, it was a very nice story. Uh, um, God, now I do sound like an old man. Like tell me that nice tell story nice again. Story. Oh, nice little story. Oh, when you made me smile <laughs> and I gave you one of those weird candies that are like orange but not really. That made me stun. Uh, no, but you said um, uh, it was a different, story. Different candy. It was the. Uh, <laughs> it was the guy that you. Uh, I think he was on. <laughs> On, the, on one of the websites. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It was like so in his 70s. I, um... When, when it's coming... When you're coming to... Trying to come to terms with your fetish, it's like when you're a young guy and uh, you're in your 18 or 19 years old and you're like, oh, man, like, I think I'm into something but I don't understand what I'm into and I think a lot of guys are in it, like, go through... Or probably everybody go through that. Not just a few people but um when I was going through that stage you know in my 20s I was like I think I'm into some weird shit you know I'm like I've never heard of anything that I'm into online or I've never heard of any of my friends talk about it so I don't really want to bring it up to anybody but I used to go on this forum Mistress Destiny's forum which back then was a different forum but now it's Mistress Destiny's uh, feminine forum and I was like reading you know a lot of these guys that went on there and 
there was a lot of guys that were in their like you know older years 50s 60s 70s and they'd relay their stories about you know their youth and saying hey you know i like to be trampled and blah 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 or you know like i wish i got trampled blah 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 and there was this one guy and i remember one one day i read his story and i was like wow like i think i was around 23 24 and this guy he said he was like about 70 years old Mm -hmm. and he was like i never indulged in my fetish my whole life because i was scared and he was married he was like i never had my wife trample me i never indulged in any foot fetish behavior and i regret it and you know he's like i'm probably gonna die like in the next couple years and i've never you know touched on what i was actually into and when i read that it really it felt like a punch in the gut you know and i was probably around 20 21 years old at the time when i read that and i felt like wow like jason like i i talked to myself i was like do you want to be that guy do you want to go through life and never experience what you actually want want you know like that you're actually into yeah and you know his story like really put a fire up my ass and i was like i don't want just me not to go through that i don't want any guy to go through that so i felt like how can i help other men like me embrace what they're into and not feel bad about it or not feel embarrassed or not feel like I'm into something kind of weird but I don't want to tell anyone about it yeah and even you know because I'm like hey it's not that bad man you know like a full fetish isn't that bad it's actually pretty common standard <laughs> yeah to be well no it's very it's, it's, it's very common that. you know it's very common and Back then, it was looked down upon. You know, people make oh, fun right, of it, right. and you know, take you know, movies, Hollywood make fun of it. Yeah, and it's like, right. come on, guys, it's not that bad. I mean, you know, like most fetishes. I mean, I are are perfectly fine. Yeah, I as long as you're practicing with a consenting adult. And Even most fun. other fetishes actually are very foot centric, and you know that. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking about just fetishes in general. Anything extreme fetishes, like as long as you're like one of the things that, that once again this podcast has taught me is like you know I used to be very judgmental about certain fetishes, really? whether it was like uh, I think it's called coprophilia or like the the, the shit play um, or oh, stuff yeah. where it was like age play yeah. and stuff like that where I would look down on that and then I just started going like you know what if you're doing it with someone who's also an adult and they're into this and they're consenting um, then have at it have fun not every fetish is for me exactly I, 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 don't, don't, have I, to, don't, I don't understand you're not gonna fetish, have to you're not being asked to be but I don't yeah. shoot every fetish exactly. either I only I only want to understand exactly. things that I'm shooting but I don't um, I realize I'm in no position to judge because that may not be my fetish however I am still making somebody else's fantasy come true yeah, so mm-hmm. I it might as well be my fetish at that point so I, I, I'm not judging you at this point as long as you're not uh, hurting yourself hurting yourself hurting children hurting animals or even if, if you're hurting somebody yeah. I mean I mean like yeah real, I mean like really you know hurting I mean, somebody exactly like, yeah um, but like that's that's kind of the thing. Like we're we're in an age now. Not consensual hurt. Exactly. So I think one of the things that you know I'm really happy that we can do for certain people is to awaken 
the well not awaken but like kind of give them a safe space yeah give them a place to play uh, you know psychologically but also you know talk to them about like hey if you want to bring somebody else into this fetish you know absolutely yeah here's how you do it i mean i'll I'll say this i mean if anyone's out there that you know they have a foot fetish or beat down fetish or wrestling fetish i mean never hesitate to email me and just be like hey jay like you know i i love what you do and I just give me some uh, words of advice. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time as well. I'm yeah, sure Nixon does it all the time. You know, I guys do always email me. Most and of my personal life because you know I, it it one you know it, at home in Pittsburgh, I was very out like with what I was doing. You know, because I started much later in life. I didn't give a shit. Who knew? And I just was. I didn't throw it in anybody's face. But I was very honest. This is what I'm doing now. Everyone's like, okay, that's cool. You know, and it was amazing to me just by being open with what I was doing with my life, how many of my so-called quote-unquote vanilla friends, or I should, I should, I should say not industry friends There's at this point, There's you know, they would come to me. Vanilla is bullshit. Right. Well, no, no, and I agree with you, but like, you know, not industry friends, let's just yeah. say. And friends that I've known forever, like, you know, in the, in the punk scene or the music scene, and they would come up to me like, I saw you on footfetish.com or whatever, you know, <laughs> I love Nixon, like they knew oh, a secret, like they knew a secret, right? Wink. And I was like, okay, and like, <laughs> and anyway, some people would would like this guy at home who I'd always seen like at all the shows, and he was a little older, and he'd always very awkwardly talk to me, and then like way before like I was ever Nixon, and then I started doing bondage, and I was like open about it, and he was messaged me like, I have bondage fan fiction, and I draw stories, and I draw photos, and have these stories, and can I email them to you? And I'm into, th- and I was like, yes, of course, I'll read your stories, and it made him feel so good that I would mm-hmm. read his stories, and I was getting tied up for real, and, and mm-hmm. you know, he would buy my clips. I knew, I know he bought my clips, and it just made me feel so good because a lot of guys were like, because they're mostly guy friends of mine, and were like. We don't need to talk about it, but I'm just really happy that you're doing it. And like, I, I have a fetish, and I feel weird, but I feel yeah. like you're a safe space. And yeah. I'm like, of course, yes, like talk to me. Like I won't tell any. I'm not going to out you to any of our mm-hmm. friends. So, so I think that's a that's a good way to end it. Um, if you guys have any sort of questions about your fetish, um, if you're not sure about what you're into, if you're, if you feel weird because of, of what you're you're feeling, you know, I mean. For the most part, you're. It's not weird. You're human not being, weird. We're, you're human not weird beings, at all, man. Human beings deserve. Hey, and <laughs> let me let me say one thing. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me say one thing. I love getting trampled. I like BDSM. I like a lot of weird shit, and I get the hottest girls ever. Like, <laughs> you know, it does not like stop any girl from wanting to be with me. Okay, and I think that's what stops a lot of guys. They're they like, think that they're gonna get. I'm, I'm into some weird shit, and I don't think any hot girls gonna want to be with me. But I'm like, no, nah, that's bullshit. Yeah, and, and you know, and, just own it. That's just exactly. own your fetish. And also, we are living in a world now where that's even that kind of stuff isn't even considered weird anymore. It's like, oh, BDSM is kind of almost shit. You see it in movies. You see it in TVs now. Uh, and t- so not, not in TVs, but sorry, in TV shows. Um, and it's just like. Uh, it's become kind of like a, a commonplace thing. When you think about BDSM and foot fetish, they're the most common fetishes you yep. see right. in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even the other stuff that we deal with, it, it's been popping up here and there. You know, yeah. it's like it's even as if someone makes a joke about it on some show or whatever, like it's still there. And so, if you are out there and you want to talk to anybody about it, you know, feel free to contact us, and you know, we'll we'll talk to you. We'll we'll bring it up on the show if you want to. But like for the most part, as long as you're not hurting anybody, as you're good. I think you're good. And as long as mm-hmm. sorry, like I said, non consensually. Um, but I think you're um, you're doing okay, and uh, we're all, we're always going to be here for you. But we are several bottles of wine, in, so I'm going to stop this <laughs> yes. now before it goes too crazy. But um, uh, before we go, we're going to do some plugs and also some contact emails in case you want to reach us. Um, I am as always at I am sleeperkid at yahoo.com, um, skwppv.com, and sleeperkidsworld.com. And we have Jason Ninja who's going to give us his information. You can uh, email me at bradyfootgirls.gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bratty, B-R-A-T-T-Y, goals. Footgirls. Footgirls.com. <laughs> at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And um, Nixon? Um, you can email me at nyxon at nyxonagogo.com. If you are into bondage and want to see me get tied up or tie up other girls, you can join, become a member at my site at nixonsbondagefiles.com, N-Y-X-O-N-B-O-N-D-A-G-E-F-I-L-E-S.com. That was hot. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, what are your stores? It's uh... Uh, bradyfootgoals.com versus like the V-E-R-S-U-S fetish dot com gotcha and bratty beat beatdowns.com all right so guys uh check it all out and if you want to reach us uh the info is there and uh we uh we love doing this and so we'll we'll see you guys next time in the meantime see um, you guys later my Bye. guests have been fantastic nixon and jason and uh we're just gonna and if you in. listen to this far into the <laughs> podcast i love you yeah, you get a gold star from nixon i know yeah day. what's what's the extra yeah right because there's there's a guy right now like on a plane was just like I'm gonna fucking pound through this. You're amazing. Yeah, you are amazing. You're amazing. If you've listened to us babble for I the last really three hours, I really hope your plane lands safely. Yes. And, please uh, land safely and buy some clips. And if you're driving, just drive safely. And we love you. And we'll see you guys next time. Adios. Bye bye.